0: The 19 keys, the 19. I
3: appreciate my pops for teaching me how to be a God. From a boy to a man and ultimately back to the natural state of being, into to a God. As God's supposed to always move with that higher self. And I have to be able to execute it. Having knowledge is not power. The execution of knowledge is power. Knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. Because the only real knowledge you can get is knowledge of self. Level. The highest level is ownership. The highest level
0: is power. The highest level is sovereignty. The highest level is higher consciousness. The highest level is we own our own books. Experts at a very high level for sure. Not high level. Mm. I like that. It's time for a high level conversation. We're
3: here for another high level another conversation. this is a high level conversation. 19, high level conversation. Tap in with the guy. Peace, Family, 19 Keys, you know, in this episode we did a lot of referencing towards who cloned Tyrone, and I like to call it who cloned the culture, Um, and the reason we did that is because it allows us to break into many different topics, you know, just like that movie went into all of these different conspiracies and ideas and what we believe is happening by demand and what we think is happening by us, you know, we was able to go into all of those different dimensions as well. Hollywood is on a strike, so I don't think you know, Jamie and Boyega could have these conversations, but if they were, they would have to, of course, come to high-level conversations. wouldn't make any sense to go anywhere else. But we're not sponsored by Netflix, but if Netflix wanted to drop a bag, then they can. And um it's one of those things to where, you know, um only through, you know, years and years and years, they sprinkle in one of those films. It's kind of like The Matrix, where it opens people's eyes to the reality and validates what people have been saying. Only, you know, there's a small percentage of people who actually even believe or know what is the truth in the first place. You know, and we mentioned a lot of different, you know, conspiracies throughout this movie. Um, you know, and as this movie, I'm talking about high level conversations, that is. <laughs> um, because it definitely is a movie. And, you know, that's that's key to note, because I believe that, you know, we probably inspired that movie. You know what I'm saying? And and that's because there are no high-level conversations anymore besides the ones that we're doing. And there's some other people that's doing it, but I'm saying that on this level. There's no films that's being made about these things. When you're talking about chemtrails, you're talking about fluoride, you're talking about things in the water. We may be discussing, and you can decide what you believe and or know to research and or be true. All we're doing is having a high-level conversation about it because the goal is to not to force upon our thoughts on you. The goal is just to get you to think, Right? And there are many things that are happening that we have yet to uncover, that we have yet to know about, right? And I want people to comment what your questions are. I want you to comment what you think is going on in the world. I want you to comment what you think is the truth, right? And I will be answering some of those questions in video on 19keys.tv. So make sure you go subscribe, especially on the audio side, because we're going to be dropping bonus clips and things of that nature that you may not hear here at all. So you have to make sure you are a subscriber on the audio side to get some of that bonus audio. Now, we had a very high level conversation with the good brother, KT, the art degree. And I believe that this is one of those legacy conversations. This is one of those historical instant classics that a person can go through. They can review. Right. You're going to hear a lot of knowledge. But all I want you to do is just to think that is my goal. It is simple and there's nothing more because the free man thinks for himself. Make sure you visit 19keys.com slash keys TV and make sure you go to crowns19.com and get you one of these new crowns that's coming out soon and much more. I appreciate y'all for being loyal. I appreciate y'all for always watching, always supporting, always commenting. You know, we have probably everybody watches our show damn near in the world. Everybody who's somebody. And so we give the talking points to the culture. The athletes watch it. The celebrities watch it. The politicians watch it. The scientists watch it. People watch it to hate it, people watch it to love it, right? It doesn't matter as long as you're giving us that attention token and we can convert, right? And so that we can utilize that to make more because we know as all the content that's out there is not enough that's high level. Peace. Peace family, 19 Keys, back for another high level conversation. Today we have a, a, a beautiful opportunity to talk about the most necessary topics in the world. Things that have been the most highly debated, researched, discussed, fight about, right? And also, these are the type of discussions that are not normally had right, on large scale. we all thinking and trying to figure out reality, but nobody can say conclusively that they have the answers. And even if they do, it will be violently challenged by somebody who believes of equal or believe they have superior knowledge and they have the answers too. Is the earth round? Is the earth flat? That becomes the question of reality. And now we have different people who have opposing so-called truths. Everybody is living in their truth while ignoring the truth. And now the truth becomes in quotation. It is now up for discussion. It is now up for debate. It is now up for opinion. Why? Because the truth is always fighting against the agenda. And the agenda don't care about the truth. So having discussions with people who are researchers, people who are scholars, people who are thought leaders, people who are invested in the investigation of the truth. And this truth may oppose what you already believe. It may impose traditions, your indoctrination, your belief, but the truth doesn't care about your feelings. And although I may be empathetic, I don't care about your feelings when it comes to you in belief of your truth versus the truth. I'm just here to help provide you information that allows you to think, and a thinking man is the free man, especially one who knows how to think for self, that is a man who can do for self. The next guest that we have is somebody that allows people to go into the deep depths of their own thought process to challenge reality, to see a new lens, in new scopes, in new ways, to see beyond the lens, to see beyond the screen and understand what was in the mind of the writer to see beyond just when you're scrolling down social media to understand the agenda of what is happening. So as I talk to this brother, I'm led to this thought process about what is the truth and can we ever know it? When I believe about the truth, truth has to be an experience. right? It can't just be something that you read. right? You can tell a person that there's air in the room, but if they're choking, then that's not the truth. But the moment that they lungs fill up with oxygen, I just experience air, right? And truth is a breath of fresh air. My good brother KT, the arts Degree, is somebody who is highly respected and coveted in a community of truth tellers, truth speakers, and decoders, a person that helps you unlock that third eye of seeing things not just from what people want you to visualize, or what people want to throw in your imagination, but giving you the ability to architect your own thought process on what things mean, right? This brother is a healer. He comes from a family of thinkers. This family is actually one of the most prolific families in the histories of America, I would dare say. We've had his brothers on here, blue pill, red pill. I've even had high levels with his mother, mama pill, right? And his father. Is one of the most talked-about thought leaders, healers, herbalists, influential people, right, in the 20th century. So it only makes sense that we talk about families. We talk about the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. But what about the prestigious families that we have in America? That are these melanated individual geniuses that are brilliant. And we can start to create legacies based on that. So in the fulfillment of that legacy, right? We have the good brother KT the Arts Degree, the High Science God. Hey, brother. <laughs> brother. That's what's up, <laughs> man. Man, thank you for having me. Yes, sir, man. It's
1: you, been long overdue. you been you spoke all of that about me, but you know, I wouldn't even be here if you haven't done the great work to establish such a platform so they could be a voice.
3: Yes, sir. To spread that message. So yes, sir. I'm grateful to be here. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's Who do cloned it. the courtship? You know, first I want to talk about, I want to talk about these archetypes in our reality, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was watching the movie and one of the things that really stuck out to me was not who was cloned, but who wasn't cloned. Right. Right? Because everybody was focused on who was cloned.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: There's a reason certain people weren't cloned. Right. It's because if you clone these people, right, then they oppose this structure, this plantation that you have set up. Exactly. There will be no clones of KT to Arch Degree, not by the system. No. Right? So the reproduction of that thought process has to be led by us actually disseminating this information and, you know, uh, uh, making this a tradition to speak truth, to be investigative with your mind. But we know that one of the chief, one of the chief things that we have in our community is the lack of appreciation when it comes to intelligence, because in the media, we had Urkel back in the day But, you know, they never showcased Urkel being a cool guy that gets the girl, Mm -hmm. right? So, therefore, brilliance wasn't appreciated. And then when Urkel cut off, then that's when all of the negative programming, the gangster, the drug dealer, these archetypes have been cloned over and over and over and over and over and over. And to this day, we see shows like BMF, we see shows like Power. They're very popular because the same archetypes, the same stories and narratives are played over and over as if... And, and here's the thing, as if that's what American black culture is. And the reason that I'm so passionate about dispelling that is because when I went to Africa, they knew who 50 Cent was, but everybody didn't know who Malcolm X was, mm. right? And so when they see you, black American coming over to Africa, you're just like 50 Cents, you're just like <laughs> Carter X. G. Woodson or you're just like Malcolm X or right. you're just like, you know, some people didn't even know Marcus Garvey, even though the flag has a black star in it, mm. right? So when we talk about these histories, the representation that people filter us off of globally is based on the industry, not even based on hip hop, because the industry controls the export of hip hop, which controls the messaging what's get funded, right, what's get pushed around. So, you know, therefore, we don't have the ability to be properly seen in our true light because the best best gift that we've ever given the world is not hip-hop, right? It's our social activism. It's our scholarship. It's our leadership, Right? It's the transmutation of the oppression and then showing people how to take that and continue to build and continue to fight. We've given the world more leaders in 100 years than any other nation in the history of the planet. Mm -hmm. And so our contribution is these social advancements of freedom, justice, equality. Our innovations, our inventions, our expression, we really showcase people what it's like to utilize these melanin powers. Yes. So I beg the question again, why aren't certain people Cloned. Well, the funny thing is with Yo Yo, you know
1: what I'm saying? When we first see her character, she's an activist off the rip because she's tired of it. Mm-hmm. She's going back and forth with Slick because yeah. she's tired of everything, right? She's not settling for the norm. Now, I might have been on that level, but as the movie goes on, they continue that same narrative. She's the glue that kind of binds Slick and Fontaine together. Mm. You see? Because Fontaine's character, his name is Fontaine, yeah. and Fontaine means fountain mm. or fontanelle, which is actually, you know, when babies are born, they tell you, oh, be careful with the top of their head, don't, it's still soft, and that's because the skull hasn't closed yet, mm. the brain is still exposed, and that is the fountain of energy that's able to exit and enter back into the body, so that's what Fontaine represented, he represented water or the fountain, and then he represented Slick, but she was Yo-Yo because she was actually the one that brought them together. Without her, they would have no reason Ooh. for them to work Wait, together. you started off
3: deep, man. You said <laughs> something already about the baby's head that was just powerful because just that idea. And this is why people would be asking when we in conversation. I stop my guests sometimes because they may say something that is profound, and you're going to continue to flow. But there's certain parts of it I think is powerful. Before that baby head is closing, before that score, you're talking about the energy still being able to go inside, sure, right? Sure. And that's part of the forming of who that child is. To tap in,
0: yeah, right? Sure.
3: Like even in the process of cloning, when they clone, you know, every clone is not the same. And I'm talking about like real cloning. Like they took 226 tries to create Dolly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what they realize is that environment. Right. Can change characteristics of that clone to where they may not be exactly the same. That's right. And that's important to note. So, you know, the the process of just taking a person's, you know, DNA and things of that nature is not just a deciding factor of who they become. Oh, no. It's the environment, it's conditions that produce those traits.
1: Oh, yeah. Because when you deal with... um us and our our development, we all think it's all based on genetics, Mm. but it's actually based on bioelectricity and algorithms. Mm. See, the algorithm is going to be dictated by the environmental stimuli that you're in. Give or take what type of environment you're sitting in at the time is going to tell that algorithm, okay, what type of energy patterns need to flow? Mm. And you can clone as many as you want to, but all those clones are going to be different. That's why they come up with the term variants Mm. you see because in the term variant yeah you got clones but then you have all these different versions of these clones because in the movie we're watching the film the whole time and they pulled they pulled the 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 uh, Kansas City shuffle on us real hard because nobody noticed till the end of the movie wait a minute his name ain't Tyrone Mm. (laughs) you know the whole movie is called Tyrone but he wasn't Tyrone the whole time. It wasn't until the end to let you know, okay, that cat was being cloned, but he was being cloned, and there was different versions of him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And then even in cloning, as you said, uh, the 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 clone is never going to be the same each time. If you look back in the days with the Xerox copiers, if you copy a copy and copy a copy and copy mm-hmm. a copy, that's how you get that five generations of assimilation. Mm that the senescent Fontaine was talking about. And it's interesting, his name was Sine- was Font- was Fontaine and I call him senescent Fontaine because he was older. And senescence is when our cells age, right? But if he's senescent Fontaine, then what they're saying is old water. Mm. And when you have old stagnant water, that's what leads to death. That's what leads to that type of self-suicidal thought process that he was in in regards to performing genocide on his own people because he was out of the light, underground, water wasn't moving, water wasn't flowing. That was his idea of moving forward.
3: Now, this is interesting because you can watch the movie or you can just turn on social media and see the same movie. Yes. Right? The movie is called The Culture, (laughs) right? But in Netflix, they call it Who Cloned Tyrone. Right, right, right. But The Culture and its representation today, we don't see certain archetypes cloned anymore. So if you go back to hip hop in its early days, those rappers are not being cloned anymore. Those were old models. That doesn't serve the plantation, Right. right? As the agenda continues to push forward, In that movie, they gave a great breakdown saying that we no longer just want them to be, you know what I'm saying, just replications of niggas that we know about. No, we need to completely whitewash their brains, right? So they're that on the outside and the inside. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at the archetype of a rapper from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Just revolutionary Ice Cube with Dr. Khaled, right? Mm. We don't need that no more. That's this, Tupac is having his greatest year ever. Tupac—it's the foundational model that every rapper has cloned. Uh, that has cloned a certain persona and variants of Tupac into right. their DNA. Exactly. Everybody has put some Pac in their DNA, mm. right? Because Pac would sit there and have these conversations, and it's—it's it's even in the way that people do interviews. Uh, like you know he high, you know, I don't feel like talking about that, man, you ain't asking me nothing. And then you see like this lazy swagger that rappers have, like, I don't want to talk about that. Or sometimes they own some gangster stuff like 50 cent. Mm-hmm. 50 cent when he came out, he was a variant aware. it was like the new pop that came out. Mm-hmm. right? Kanye West talks to him saying that he the new pop,
2: mm-hmm. right?
3: So this variant DNA that's embedded in hip hop, Tupac was the archetype, right of the hyper masculine but revolutionary, militant, and that's because he went to the, the school of arts, but he had these parents that were revolutionaries. So the diversity and the dichotomy of Tupac was a very unique one. But they said, we don't need all of that, right? We're, what, first of all, we just need, give me the ignorant the and the gangster part, that's right. you know what I'm saying? Give me that part, and that's what we're going to put into our next one. Right. Well, they did that in the movie
1: because one of the most profound statements that the senescent uh, um, Senescent Fontaine said was, um, "Yeah, the hair." We found that that's real stubborn, mm. you know, because they they started picking out certain things so that they can make that assimilation, but they couldn't with the hair. That's why they kept having all the light-skinned people in the movie that still had, ironically enough, wow. afros. You know, I took that personal. Yeah, <laughs> I took that personal. You know. But the interesting thing is the term that you use is culture, right? And that's the term in scientific Mm -hmm. phenomenon. That's that's what they do. They culture in order for them to develop a clone. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So whether you're talking about our culture or agriculture or any type of culture, Mm. culture, it's still a Petri dish. It's just on a larger scale, you know, and they can nitpick what they want and create certain environmental factors so that they can dictate what
3: is grown mm. and what dies wow and, and so it's so many different ways like this this thought i'm not gonna lie it's one of the most interesting thought-provoking movies of all time because it sets the stage for all the conversations oh right it's like you know they the, 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 the director or whoever wrote the movie you know uh they all know about john boyega he knows high-level conversations because he follows me you know what I'm saying? So he'd be tapped in. Nice. And um, nice. I think that that's a good brother, you know? And so when I say this, I don't say this as disparaging towards him whatsoever, because I, mm-hmm. I rock with John Boyega, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, even his the, the irony that his character is from the UK,
2: right?
3: right? Playing a character that's from America, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of this interesting thing where it's like, they always go get these characters outside of America to, to play... play specific aspects when we're talking about the American story mm-hmm. that that actually triggers us. Yes. Right? Because this whole entire show f- is very triggering, right? Because we're talking about the crack epidemic, we're talking about GMO fools, we're talking about right the Yakubs, we're talking about so many different things. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the 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 music And the main character is not from America. So his DNA is not affected by the realities that we live and how we're triggered by it when we see it. Mm -hmm. They did that with Malcolm X. They did that with 12 Years of Slaves, right? They did that with Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, the recent uh, show uh, Snowfall Snowfall. about the crack epidemic, and it's not played by a person whose family actually went through it, right? And shout out, I love the UK, I love London. It has nothing to do with the actors themselves, but it's very interesting that that's what they, they that keep repeating this. One could say that these are like the clones or variants, right, to play people, and it's like, what is this replacement? What is going on, right? And I feel like it was brilliant to even cast him in that role because then it creates layers to the conversation as well. Right. Right? You know, he played in another movie where he was a clone. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was in Star Wars. Yeah. Right. When they thought he was going to be the Jedi, he ended up just being a clone.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right. Which,
3: is, <laughs> which wow. was a whole nother. Uh, 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 and I'm really just thought about that right now mm-hmm. as I'm actually talking about him, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. And all stormtroopers are clones. Mm. All of them are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when when they talked about the when they had the movie Attack of the Clones, that whole movie was about, you know, the the stormtroopers. That was all cloned after the uh, the Fett um um what do they call? Uh um Bounty Hunter. Mm, yeah, the Fett, yeah. the FET family bounty hunters, they needed to clone off him because he was he was so efficient and how he was hunting and being able to kill. They was like, we wanna clone off that. And he ended up playing the Stormtrooper. That's who he played when he got introduced in the Star Wars franchise. So he came in with the whole clone energy. Right. And the they, they
3: they disappointed us too, cause Everybody's like, we got a black Jedi. Nah, he about to have they, some power, he about to oh, use the force. And oh, they was like, they ah, got a, a clone. Psych, even,
4: psych. He couldn't <laughs> even.
3: How will you build your wealth? How will you control your time? How will you develop your skill sets? Skill sets are your assets because it is something that you can utilize and leverage, especially once you get the knowledge to learn how to be able to control your reality, to be able to go wherever you want to, to be able to build whatever you want to, to be able to eat whatever you want to. It changes from when you are on survival mode at the lowest level, so now you have skill sets that you can pay for your assets, you can start to build wealth. And that's when you're at the highest level. Marcus Garvey was somebody who was a revolutionary. He had the spirit of an inventor. He had the spirit of an innovator. He had the spirit of an entrepreneur. He was one of the first to be able to give people certificates of stock shares in his company. And now we are in Ghana. And that star of the flag, it represents his innovation, that black star line, because he's seen something another culture had, and he wanted it too. And we see wealth being spread all across. And we know, knowing that the number one ways to build wealth is through the stock market. It is through investing. And one of those ways through investing is options trading. That means that you can make money either daily, you can make money monthly, you can make money weekly, you can make money yearly, depending on the strategy that you have. Now, I know most people is out there trying to figure out, well, how do I do that? How do we see individuals like Aristotle, where he gives his trades daily, and he has thousands of people, and they're making money? Is it real? Is it real? What well, the question is, it has to be if it's transparent because nothing is being hidden. Now, what we want to do is we got something that we want to take 200 people with us, 200 people to the highest level by allowing you to be able to join in to the Honey Drip Network for just $25. Now, the reason we wanted to do $25 is because we wanted to make sure that. It was the lowest possible excuse barrier on the planet Earth. That if you can get the AI, if you can get the courses, if you can get the e-book, if you can get the teachers, if you can get the discord, and every single thing that you needed, what's in front of you left? Just excuses. So, me and my brother Aristotle's eliminate eliminating excuses for the next 200 people. Jump in, join in, learn how to trade, start making money today, and see if this is a skill set for you. Peace. So, in, 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 anyway, like as we go into that like idea, because even the stormtroopers, and this is one thing that you know, when we talk about these documented so-called conspiracies and things of that nature, they don't just affect the black community, right? Mm-hmm. White people are clones of other white people, mm-hmm. right? This redneck clone, this 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 racist archetype. Right, we see the same things played over and over and, there's and over.
1: Literally actors and musicians that look exactly alike. Right. Like you could put them right next to each other right. and be like, okay, those are the same people right there.
3: Cause you gotta think in Hollywood, Hollywood is 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 now going against like the patriarch, if you will, to this blonde haired, blue-eyed white savior man. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, but so many years, that same archetype, that same clone has just been utilized as the main character, right, or the supporting character. Right. And so Hollywood had these same things over and over and over, the same tropes. But now we're getting to a place where they have a new variant, right? And these new variants is based on the person's sexuality. It's based on a person's gender, Mm -hmm. right? The variants don't go into too many different aspects of their diverse of thinking right. and their ethnic backgrounds. It really just goes towards more so gender and sexuality mm-hmm. right, so you replace one character with another without actually giving a true spectrum of diversity right which would be having somebody who thinks like you or somebody who thinks like me mm-hmm. right that would be a a, a real uh, a real display about how we are and where we are in society and the different diverse backgrounds and ways of thinking that people have when it comes to seeing so scenes would have to change Definitely. right the way you show the character live life and their attachment to certain feelings will have to change but they ain't got to do that now
1: right right and that you know that boils all down to neurocinematics mm. you know they they understand that there is a science to the film you know, and, and the reason why we are always at the center of it is because the thing that separates us from everybody else would be our melanin. Mm. And most people, they try to grasp like, OK, what does melanin exactly do? You know, we know it absorbs all frequencies of light. But in order to really grasp what melanin does in regards to our body and then be able to apply that is the fact that melanin is a screen. So if we look at the sun as a source of light, which it is for our health and our body, people ask me what to take all the time. I'm like, you need sunlight. That's what you need, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you go and you sit in a theater to watch a film, everybody knows that whatever you're watching, it's not in front of you. It's behind you being projected. There's a projector that projects and there's a beam of light. And in that beam of light, is the whole movie, Mm. or knowledge and information. Now we could all pivot ourselves and look up at the light, Mm -hmm. but nobody does that. Everybody looks to the screen, Mm. because that's what melanin does with our light source energy, is it organizes and makes comprehensible the unpolarized, infinite information that exists in the light, It makes it legible Mm. in our body. So the reason why we're always at the center, even when you're dealing with Hollywood, is because melanin is the screen. There would be no film
3: without darkness Mm. (laughs) involved in the first place. No, that's a fact. You know that 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 gets me to there's a concept called the dark night of the soul.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Valbergus night. Yes, yeah.
3: And a lot of people are going through a dark night of the soul right now and don't know it, mm. right? People that are, you know, oftentimes it happens after some major event, right? Where a person going through a divorce or a loss of something that possibly they attached to their identity, right. and losing that makes them have to restructure who they are, refine their purpose, their 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 what, and their who, like. Mm. Why am I doing this in the first place? Because now everything's become rearranged. And so now you have to re-question when you thought you had it all organized. Right. And, you know, it takes people through this spiritual dryness. Mm. And the spiritual dryness creates this disconnect from God. Right. Right. And society is going through this spiritual dryness. Right. right? And this spiritual dryness means that do whatever you want to. Don't be judged for it. God is not watching. Mm. God is not real, right? So it's becoming more of a godless society. And so, you know, even you start to see the, the used to be Christians turn the cross upside down. You start to see more of, you know, these symbolisms that don't represent these traditional systems, but it represents a disconnect from those systems. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it also takes people to this opposite polarizing that if I don't believe in God, then I must believe in this darkness.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? And the spiritual dryness is what the world is going to. And people have to figure out a way to find that reconnection to purpose, reconnection to source. Right. Right. And so that means that there are less people being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. There are less people finding reasons in reality. So less people want to have children. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they're more driven by earthly things than godly things. Right. That, That connection to divinity makes you think about. Right, things higher than self. Yes. But when you disconnect, all you is thinking about is self. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of society is 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 on a spectrum of narcissism, and some are higher than others. Right. And so, you know, this dark night of the soul, you go through darkness. But the darkness has a purpose. Oh. It's supposed to take you through the darkness for the specific purpose of reminding you the importance of the light. Because when you forget it, you are going through this dark part. And it's like you know, I'm only taking you through here. It's like if you cut off a person's light, like I'm just showing you like the appreciation you should have when the lights are on, because now you can see what you're doing. You can navigate in this world. That's right. But people go through that darkness and they get stuck. Now that they're stuck in this, they're depressed, right? Because they're not learning the lesson. And so until you learn the lesson, you can't get out. Mm. Right? It's like you're navigating in a dark room and you have to find your way to the switch. Right, but people just stuck in a dark room complaining about the lights being off, not understanding that they have the power to get into motion to activate the light. That's right. Right, and now once you activate the light, you didn't even realize you had all these opportunities, all these things around you. Right, you could have been thirsty in that uh, in that darkness not realize there's water right next to you, mm-hmm. but because you didn't activate, you never opened up the opportunity to utilize your resources. Right. Right, and so I want people to. Understand that this moment, this cycle that they're going through is not a forever period, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of times that are utilized in a medical community from a psychological level, people are going through spiritual crises. And people are not being diagnosed for their spiritual crisis. Even though our ancestors deal with the spirit, they didn't deal with psychology. Right? You know, they dealt with the whole body. They dealt with metaphysics. They dealt with things in different dimensions. And this is how they was able to pull a person out of a place where they got stuck in that darkness. Mm-hmm. So I, I brought that up because I think that is very pivotal of why people continue to choose to be clones as well. Mm-hmm. right? Because they feel like, man, maybe if I be a version of them, I can get out this place that I'm in. Right. right? Maybe if I try to be a drug dealer, then I can get out the streets. Or I can make me some money or I can have the woman that I want to so I'm going to clone and replicate myself like this mm-hmm. instead of really understanding who you are and developing the value of your own light mm-hmm. to be able to create a shine in this world. You see somebody else's light and then you want to duplicate that but it actually sends you into a dark place because you're no longer being yourself and you're getting further and further away from your own light and presentation. Yeah, the
1: or not being original you know um, that used to be you know and speaking of hip-hop that's what made it so profound was to copy someone is how you became a loser, Mm, that's how you land. That's a fact. If you copy anybody's style, it was over, it was a wrap. Now it's like you're supposed to emulate everybody. And the interesting thing about darkness is you're supposed to embrace it and you can see that everything can be copied, point intended, with our own health and, Mm -hmm. and our metabolism. So when we deal with darkness. This is alluding to circadian rhythm. Mm. This is the balance of our daytime activity when the sun is up versus our nighttime lack of activity when we're asleep. Mm -hmm. Right. But we live in a society now where we don't accept the dark. Because we're dealing with Edison's creation of the light bulb and blue light toxicity, which specifically destroys our health. Mm. And we have chosen to choose the light of man over the light of God. Mm. Because the light of God is the sun. That's the full spectrum source of unpolarized light that showers upon all of us every day and gives the world what it needs. But we don't go outside. We don't ground. We don't sun gaze in the morning. We don't expose our skin and get our vitamin D from the cholesterol embedded in the, the subcutaneous fat on our skin. We don't do that. No, we stay up till two in the morning, three in the morning on a phone with a color temperature of fifty five to seventy five hundred equivalent to three p.m. in the afternoon telling our body that it is daytime. Mm. So when we're supposed to be going through our darkness, where we specifically would be making light within from the DMT we make from decarboxylating our melatonin through deep breaths at night when we sleep, we're skipping that process and we're deciding to deal with the artificial blue light at night,
3: Mm. which destroys our process of properly going through the darkness. Mm. So what I hear when I think about that is during the daytime, so the universe is composed in a cosmic order. And our bodies is directly connected to that cosmic order, yes. right? And everything has a rhythm and a pattern and a cycle. So during the daytime, there is enough sun to do everything that the body needs. Your body goes through these biological processes, and at nighttime, the only night that is prescribed by God is the moon,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? Man created, you know, lights and things of that nature, which is an amazing invention. I'm glad we got them,
2: yeah, right?
3: right. <laughs> but it's the <laughs> it's the overusage of them, right? Right. To where, you know, light is radiation. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't think about light as radiation. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when we go into the sun, we're exposing ourselves to radiation constantly. Right. right? But the eyes being the outside of the brain, having constant exposure is not good. This is why we have lids. Right. We have these 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 our ability to close our eyes right. because that constant exposure would not allow the brain to ever sleep to shut down because you have to constantly process light. That's right. So now you, it's, it's like a person sitting there just taking notes all day. It's like, damn, when can I do something with these? With notes? These... And you just sitting there in your brain like, all right, more information, more information, more information, more information, more information. Like, when can I download this? Like, can I do it's like taking a bunch of money and you can't make no deposits. You know what I mean? Like, if you have all this money in the house, it's just sitting there. Like, you have to have some time to be able to go to the bank, deposit that money. That land. money becomes a digit. Now you can wire that money. Now it's on your cards. Yes. Now you can leverage your wealth. Right. But the knowledge that we download is our wealth. But or the knowledge that we intake, right, mm-hmm. can become our wealth to where we can distribute and do things with, mm-hmm. right? But unless we have time to process and download it. It's not worth it. The same thing with food, same thing with information, same thing with everything. Right. So instead of that information, it becomes inflammation,
2: mm-hmm. right?
3: And so when you're supposed to be in the dark at night, you're actually in the light. Mm-hmm. So now your body is not able to switch from these different cosmic bodies, from that sunlight, from that moonlight, mm-hmm. right? And understanding those differences in the transitions that the body goes to. There's less radiation outside, mm-hmm. right? So now your body has less to deal with. Right. Right? So now it can actually go through those processes to where by the time I wake up, I am refreshed. I am a new person. I am learning. I am this new man and this new woman. I'm ready to go. I've been charged up. But if somebody constantly takes your phone off the charger at night. Mm -hmm. Right. And you understand that even your phone is constantly using battery while it's being charged. That's right. Right. Because if you take that phone off the battery, even if you don't use it just for that phone to not. Die, mm-hmm. as they say, die. Right? right? That phone has to constantly be plugged up. Mm-hmm. Even if you put it on airplane mode, which is like going to sleep, eventually that battery still dies because it takes power to charge up your body. That's right.
1: That's right. And people think that energy means, oh, I got all this energy moving around, jumping around, doing all these activities. But that is not energy. Mm. Energy is the rest period, storage is the energy. What we see as activity is the dissipation of energy, Mm. you know, and we see this with the scales of ma'at, which represent the kidneys where you see the heart and the feather because the heart represents the storage of energy and capacitance and the feather represents the discharging of energy. And what's happening in the hall of judgment is that is getting weighed against one another. That's how they're able to know your deeds. Mm. And then our ancestors show us with the Yahweh cross of the Congo. And even with Kemet, when you see um, Kepara in the morning, right? I talked about the fontanelle. We all know the fontanelle in the top of the skull is the Kepora scarab beetle. This is that red sun that comes up in the morning. That's why the beetle is holding that red sun. That is the birth. That is the child. That is spring. Which is the best sun. Right? Oh, yeah. You get out. It's cooling. It's relaxing. It's invigorating. And it's programming all of your chronobiology. You got timing mechanisms in every organ in your body waiting to be tuned properly. And that sun is doing it by way of something called your pupil. Mm. And we all know that's the student. So it's like, what are we learning, right? Right. So then we go to Ra, which is noon. The sun is above. That's when it's its most strongest, just like Ra is strong. Then you go to Atum, and Atum is the old man. And he's he's getting old, he's wise, but he doesn't have as much energy. That's that setting sun. And then we get to Amun-Ra. There's He's the hidden one. Mm. No light. That's when we're into the deep sleep and we're
3: really doing the necessary regeneration inside of us. So that was deep because, you know, when I talked to Baba Haru, he was... Giving a similar breakdown of understanding the different gods in Egypt and the personification and symbolism that they represented. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, this is why the sun is so important because the sun is the corona and it's your crown. That's right. right? So when you're stepping out into the sun, that sun is feeding you directly, it's mm-hmm. hitting that crown. Yes. Now we got these coils on our head to where, you know, it cools us down. Mm-hmm. This nice Kinky hair cools us down from stop being too hot. Right. So you you walk around with your crown on, and oh, now you cooler, yes. right? Literally than everybody else. And, and it's funny because
1: when people see my afro, the first thing they say is, "Oh, brother, you cool, you brother." Cool, like, <laughs> you cool, brother. This, yeah, actually, hey. I am quite cool. Yeah, yes. this hair is keeping me cool. I
3: appreciate it. You understand me? And it's like, but a lot of people aren't crowned because they don't go in the sun. Yes. Right. So you're not even walking around putting that crown on, allowing you right that energy to, to feed you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you have more energy activated for the mind and for the brain. Yes. Right. So that your body can absorb that. And now your crown chakras of intellect and reasoning, which is so needed right now. And I know we're going through they say, you know, in the last one hundred and twenty five thousand years that this is the hottest recorded period, right, on earth. That's what they say. So you know that's what they say anyway. That's what they but say. I can once say it does pay to have some good melanin. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, that dark human being, that blue black, right? They're going to, <laughs> they, <laughs> they got good. Their, uh, 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 absorbing powers. That's right. They're good. Right? right They're going to be good during this time. That just right? means
1: more dense of a message. Absolutely. It's coming through right now.
3: Right. So, but, uh, you, you know, I, I want to pivot just a little bit, but this is all towards the same thing. This is concept, right, about the Barbie. Um, and Disney, and the princess, mm-hmm. and what we see is when it comes to women a lot of times they become clones of what they've been programmed to see through the movie and the messaging. right? Ideas of marriage and things of that nature, but specifically when it comes to this princess and this Barbie ideology, mm-hmm. the princess versus the queen mentality, right? The Barbie versus the Ken. Mm-hmm. Society is at a point where, you know, Nicki Minaj, she came out as the Barbie. Yes. Right? And now you got Ice Spice as the new Barbie. Mm-hmm. Right? Her marketing genius was the fact that they came out, gave her a particular archetype. She got the little new Barbie doll look. The Right. The, yeah, the, ginger, the, the, the ginger that's going on. And it's more so for the children. Because the children are the one who plays with dolls. They play mm-hmm. with the Barbies. They see this as like a cartoon character. Somebody they want to emulate. Somebody they want to clone. I want to be like this person, right? Right, right? And everybody knows that. Everybody wanted to be like Carly B. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have all of these new Barbie archetypes, the colorful hair. You're playing with the different wig sets, the same way you put them on the dolls. Mm-hmm. Right? So this emulation on how we played with dolls has now become this grown version of how women started to you know, design themselves. Based on this, and then you know, coming into this princess mentality, right? It became, you know, um, instead of ever wanting to be the queen, the princess is the most desired position, Mm -hmm. right? Even though for a king, he doesn't need a princess, Mm -hmm. right? Even though society has the wording of, Oh, be my princess, I'm gonna treat you like a princess, Mm -hmm. why? But the princess has no responsibility in the kingdom, the princess is not the one that's gonna help you protect help you build, provide. She's not the one that's going to be your, your second pair of eyes. That's not it. The queen is your commander. That's right. Right? She's your consortium. She's right there with you letting you know, ah, I don't like the way this, they doing this. Mm. Oh, they think you're weak over here. Oh, you got to make sure you're strong. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Like, she is that one there for you. Why? Because she has equity in the queendom. That's right. Right? She has equity directly in it. She has position and royalty. Mm-hmm. So she knows taking care of this, take care of me. Right. I got to make sure that the king is protected and with peace so he can rule royally over the kingdom. That's right. Which that is a microcosm of the house and the family. And or if a man has businesses and institution and power in the world, it's the same position. Mm -hmm. But when a king is out there. Right. And he can't find a a queen, he settles for a princess. Mm -hmm. The princess just wants to receive. I just want the, the royalty. I just want the gifts. I want to be showered. I want to be loved and I want to live in the soft. This life that I possibly can yeah. without having to do anything, and I might just go brag to Papa about it. Mm. But if that's your princess, then that's your daughter. Right. Right. That's the problem. Right. Mm. So that's not your equal. Right. That's your daughter. And your daughter has to do what you tell her to do. She has to follow the rules that the king says. But if it's your queen, that's your wife. Mm. Right. And that is not just your housewife, that's your business wife.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And it goes into, I think, a very you know, beautiful picture, and it also goes into why society is the way it is, because we have a lot of princesses, and the men want to be princes. Mm. See, the king steps up and takes responsibility. He right. knows he has to lead. I don't even want to, but, but I'm, gonna I'm going anyway. to do it anyway. I'm going to be done. These are my royal duties, that's right? right. The king has a duty and an obligation to what? His people. Mm-hmm. So that's when you see a man moving kingly, is one who moves like that, that, that steps into place and position to duty and responsibility and to valor and to honor. Man, that man is masculine right there. Right. Then he has his team. That's his knights to make sure that everything is protected because everybody's duty is equally important. Otherwise, this thing fails. Mm-hmm. So his team ain't just there to goddamn hang out with him. Right. No, the king hangs out with advisors. Right. The king hangs out with other kings. Mm-hmm. Right. But when the kings get together, they are doing business. When he with his homies those the knights mm-hmm. they making sure everything protected and the knights also taken care of they got their own lands and things of that nature That's right they got their own uh wives mm-hmm. so when you got the the boys that want to be princes they know they they don't want to develop and live in their potential they often show the princes this son that don't really want to be king. Right. Right. He he tried to fight against it. He just want to go fall in love somewhere. He want a hakuna matata. A hakuna matata. Yeah. So this is where we are right now. And because you, you have an archetype of a thought process in your mind to where you can say, oh, I did see that on the movie. Yeah. Why do you think it's shown so many times?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting that the thing about princesses is. It's not so much the problem of being a princess as it's there's no queen over the princess. Mm. She has nothing to aspire to. No, it's because the women that are the age of being a queen, they're usually princesses too that are looking at the new princesses and don't want to give no game. Mm. They're, they're, they're vying for the same position with the king's. They're fighting with one the another. The
3: attention, the adoration, and the fight of replacement.
1: It, yep. In, instead of them instilling in them the necessary principles to raise them up so they could become great queens. Because that's the beautiful thing about being a princess is she can become a queen, but there's no one to bring her up on game to do that. So you have men that want to do that. They want to raise the princess up, but she's still lacking because she needs a queen to do that for her. And that's what's missing. You just case closed don't. that one. But that's half of it. The other half is this. You'll find that in the body. Because what the queen represents is the mitochondria, which is only passed down through the woman, matrilinearly. You get it from your mama, right? That's what Juvie said, right? That's how everybody gets their mitochondria. The nuclear genome, when we talk about genetics and mutation and everything like that, that would represent the masculine side, but that doesn't govern what happens in the body. What mm. happens in the body is based on, like you said, that that person that is by your side, t- nah, I ain't, I ain't feeling that, do this, don't do that, nah, uh-uh, and you're trying to, that's that mitochondria, mm. that's your metabolism, that's your light processor, that's that connection to source that is constantly there making sure that the body is working on all cylinders. And when that mitochondria is not, that's when the nuclear genome starts to mess up and starts to make things that is going to produce a cancer or inflammation or autoimmune disorder. But as long as you get that queen in that proper position, then that nuclear genome is going to do everything it needs to do.
3: That's deep. Because, you know, as I analogize that, because when I listen to you, I, I get thoughts. You know, the queen is the moonlight. The king would be the sunlight. I handle the day, but when I'm not doing things, it's handed over to the queen. Shame. But people are ignoring the queen, mm-hmm. right? Instead of listening to the moonlight and allow that, those bodily processes to happen to where you can be, you know, um, nourished and nurtured. Right, so you can download and process, and you can be in rest, mm-hmm. you can be in calmness, that's right, right, you can be at peace.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right, they're ignoring that, and so instead, the moon is pulling on their emotions. Mm-hmm. Right, the moon is pulling on their body of water, yes. right, but you have you have, that it's supposed to do that when you're in rest state, mm-hmm. right? Instead, people are restless, that's right, and they're up and they're not listening. And so, when the moon pulls on your emotions, you feel triggered, but the moon is just trying to. Bring awareness to you. Mm -hmm. The moon was just trying to give you some rest in peace, but now you don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Now you want to rest in peace because you're tired of hearing it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Now it's a problem. The queen was just bringing up what was necessary. Yes, you did all that thinking in the day. You was lighting up the kingdom, but now listen, let me handle this. Is what I do, right? Right. The earth gives you these two cosmic bodies on purpose. It's not by accident. No, not at all. You have to be connected to the sun and the moon, but nobody want to listen to the sun, Mm -hmm. the sun, the male, Mm -hmm. right? What about the moon, right. the womb, right? But when you're listening to the womb, this is the giver of life, mm-hmm. right? Her treatment is necessary. Listening to her is necessary. Mm-hmm. But the sun is so evident; it's there. It's harsh. It heats. It gives energy. It mm-hmm. does these things. But you don't realize the power of the moon. The mystical. Because after you get all of that energy, mm-hmm. the moon is there, so you can process it. That's right. You know what I mean. And that's the important part. And so when a woman is properly in and male and women, because we, we talk about the balance here. But when she's in that proper, you know, moonlight, when she's in in her feminine essence, when she's in her queendom, right? But like you said, it's not the king's job to make the princess a queen. It's the queen's job to make the princess a queen. That's right. It's not the woman's job to make the 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 the, the, the little princess a king. It's the king's job
1: to make the right.
3: Queen. He may she does help cultivate his mind and make sure that. Too many things are not pulling him away from what his duties are going to do. Mm-hmm. She makes sure that he respects his father and he respects the man so he wants to become one That's sure and this is where we see where we at now is the young boy don't want to be a man because the man is so disrespected in his own kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. The man is not now no longer looked up to. Even the position of his patriarch is now looked at as toxic.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Because the king is a patriarch. The queen is the matriarch. That's right. Right. But these two both exist within the kingdom. That's right. Right. And so people forget that as if the matriarch and the patriarch cannot exist. But your father is literally the patriarch. Your sure. mother is literally the matriarch. Sure. So when you talk about the patriarch being bad, you're literally talking about male leadership being, being bad. bad. And the reality of it is you meant this historical context of of, of, of incorrect leadership when things are out of balance. You talking about white patriarchal intellect, more so when you're speaking about the histories, right, of colonization of Europeans and things of that nature. Mm. You can't like cause the Ma'at laws, that's matriarch energy.
2: That's right. Right? We we
3: was in tune with the goddess wife to find balance. Mm-hmm. Man in his material world, but also the spiritual world. That's right. Right? Understanding the deeds of man, as you said, to bring things back into their proper function. That's it. So this idea that patriarch has to be the enemy, while matriarch has to be the savior only creates a war in between, which there is no balance if there is no peace, Mm -hmm. right? The woman is never going to destroy the man. The man is not going to destroy the woman. For them, being at war makes no sense. They have to be in cooperation, because this is an operation that they have to co-opt together, right? So there has to be duality within their existences, Mm -hmm. because unless you stop loving women, there's no agenda wars, you know what I'm saying? I still love women. I love women, you know what I'm saying? Y'all might be wilding. Fellas might be wilding. But shit, so what? I love
1: me some women. I don't know about the next man. Yeah, I don't I know, know what, what they I got love. going on. <laughs> <laughs> but we see that in the movie too, because um, what did she end up creating once she got caught? Mm. They came together because remember, right, right, right. That what Font- broke everybody together. Fontaine gave up. Slick gave up. Right. He was like, "Man, I never even won the ninety-five tip right. of the year because yeah. I'm a clone. I never even won it." <laughs> he said, "I ain't even wow. that." Right? That's deep right there. You know? Too. So, so went and and why did she get caught? She got caught, and this is where the AI comes in. She got caught because she decided to write a handwritten expose mm. on what was going on mm. with her own mind, addressed it herself with stamps and put it in a mailbox. And that's what got her locked up and thrown in a padded room, Mm. seen as crazy. And see, once she got uh, uh, incarcerated, once she got locked up and put in a crazy house, that's when the men stood up and came and was like, yo, we need to save her, we need to get
3: her right." And they didn't even see her as a threat because they figured as long as we have you demoralized, right, mm. you're not a threat at all because you're That's not right. about to be a mother, you're not about to teach no sons, none right. of that. Right. It wasn't until she became radicalized with the truth, mm. right, that she became a threat. Because remember, the guy that had the cold words, he had no cold word for her because she wasn't a clone. Exactly. He was like, you're just another hoe. Well, I ain't worry about you. Like you're not even a threat to what we got going on. You fit in here perfectly because we don't even have to. Create a matrix for you. You're following a template. We don't have to clone them. It's this guy that's masculine. We got to keep cloning them. He got to be in some hyper masculine, mm-hmm. right? But with her, it wasn't until like you said, she utilizes her own mind because she learned the truth and she's like, I gotta spread this. Sure. And the Black Panther party, they, you know, now the new Black Panthers they look at it as the Marvel movie. Right, like even Marvel cloned all of our historical figures and made characters out of. Of Like we 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 are happy that um, what's the guy who created the Marvel characters? um, Stan Lee. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. We talk about him doing it. We talk about him whitewashing civil rights figures. Mm -hmm. We talk about him whitewashing black leaders, and we say it in a proud manner. Like why he couldn't just make the character black then? You know what I'm saying? How or like. 'Cause Spider Man is black. I don't care
1: nobody. <laughs> his story he had he grew up Toby. He grew up with his auntie. You know what I'm saying? He ain't had no Spider-Man mommy and daddy. Dark. You know what I'm saying? The whole Spider Man story was of a young black man in the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? But But
3: people get mad when the characters get turned over to black, even though the inspiration was. Mm. So it's like if we had a black magneto, people would be mad. They keep turning everything into woke. It's like, but that's where it comes from. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. If you had a a, a black uh, professor Xavier, it was based off Martin Luther Martin King. Martin and
1: Malcolm all day. You know what I'm saying? Was, was the two of them. Come on yeah, now,
3: yeah, yeah. I, I I relate to those characters because it's part of my story. Yeah. That's not the white American story, that's the black American story. That's his struggle. And then the 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 whole concept of
1: X-Men with them having these this this special gene that allows them to just do all of these amazing qualities Mm. that have to deal with manipulating electromagnetic frequencies and it happens when they hit puberty. It's like, come on now.
3: Who you talking about? You know what I mean? And and that's why I was saying like only the character there's only a few black X Men in the movie. And you got Storm. Right, um, and then you got uh, well, it's funny because Beast to me is always like a representation of the smart black man, yeah. That's why he's 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 blue, blackish blue, you know what I mean? He's mad hairy, right? I'm saying he got the hair everywhere, but he's shown as a beast when he's in his intelligent mode, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, same thing with the other blue character, uh, Mystique, Mystique, that's another one, and And then Nightcrawler,
2: yeah, yeah, instead
3: of making them black, they just made them blue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at Nightcrawler, he was deep. You know what I'm saying? Nightcrawler had the knowledge. Well, blue is another name
1: of saying melanin because not only do we have the substantia nigra in our brain, which is affected by pallor, the assimilation, you know, the, the, the loss of melanin in the substantia nigra leads to Parkinson's. But that also uh, plays a role with uh, the locus ceruleus. Mm. OK, so the locus ceruleus is called the blue spot. Mm. So you got the substantia negra, but then you also have the locus ceruleus. Because, you know, ceruleus or cerulean is the sky. So you have the blue spot. And, and that's why the blue light affects us so much. because we do it, say black blue. That's right. That's right. You know, you think of Miles Davis. You know what I'm saying? You think of the blues. You know what I mean? Shoot, even my
2: brother. Right. <laughs> but, but it's funny because it's like,
3: I know Dr. Wesley documented some of this talking about the black is blue, because when you go look throughout antiquity in the representation of gods, you see these blue gods,
0: Vishnu, right? but that blue, right. like
3: Vishnu, yeah. but this was representation of blackness, but it was representation of the light coming out of that blackness, turning the hue into blue. Mm-hmm. So when that light hit in that darkness, right, and it shines, and that's when it creates that blue hue and reflection. That's right. right? But that's why we say black bluish, but it's like when you see somebody, and we don't think about it, because this person's not actually blue. They're really, really dark. Right.
4: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this
3: has been programmed language that has been turned down because it comes from the original, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing that blackish bluish tone, and when we had a higher resonance of biophotons through our bodies, That's right. right. So a lot of our luminescence, right, has decreased, right. So we're not emitting that amount of light, light that like we, we used, used to. Yeah. So you know, everybody ain't that blackish blue, right? But everybody comes from that, mm-hmm. right. And now, that's why we're so addicted to the blue. Yeah. And, and, you know, all it is to me, and we talk about culture, we talk about colorism, unfortunately, right? Colorism does exist in our culture as well. And, you know, you talked about in a movie where they're trying to lighten it up all the way to this point where you're no longer, you know, the Flavor Flav, you're the Drake. Mm-hmm. Right? And no disrespect to, you know, Drake or whatever, but it's like... When you look at hip hop, and we talked about the, the archetypes changing from this bald head Tupac pop character, right? Until, and even going back from like the Rakims and, you know, the KRS ones. So go look at the original archetypes and look at where they are now. now so now okay. you got the little Uzis, the little Yachtis, right? And things of that nature. And look how vastly different, right? There are. And representation, right. right? So if we could put a lineup of all of the rappers throughout history that were like mainstream industry, because mm-hmm. when we talk about hip hop, we really talk about the industry, because there's a lot of people who still represents the art of hip hop, mm-hmm. right? But they won't get representation because the industry is not promoting that in a propagation because it doesn't fit into what their agenda is, whether it's for capitalism or whether it's for more plantation making, That's right? right? Because they control the ideas that are spread that represent Black culture, even though that's not our culture, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, you go from this revolutionary, right, into this new archetype, and nobody can really tell you what this means. You go from "Hey, I'm a god" to "Hey, I'm on demon time." Well, we
1: went from the message where we were we were grounded and we were expressing what our environment was to people actually being given a narrative. Mm. You know, Rakim and them weren't given narratives. Nobody was coming up to them saying, "Okay, this is what you need to talk about." But today, that's what's happening. All, all of these uh, um, can't even call them MCs. All these rappers, all these trap artists, you know, whatever they want to call themselves these days, they are they are handed a script that they are cloning. Mm. It's, It's the same script told, in you know, different frequencies, different different inflections and stuff like that, and then we can't we can't not talk about the frequencies embedded in the production. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. You know what I'm saying because it's not so much what they're saying, it's how they're saying it and what they're saying it on. Mm. You see because, you know, in the beginning was the word, which means that before there was light, somebody says let there be light, someone had to speak that. Mm-hmm. So that means sound came first. So when we think about sound and when we think about frequencies, that's very primordial. That's the essence.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can embed all types of frequencies, and they showed this in the movie as well, where they was able to manipulate people based on the different songs that they was playing. And they do that with us all the time. They can, they can play a certain song and you can be sad and solemn. You could play another song, you could be angry and lit. You could play another song And you know, you could be impatient, you could play another song and you'd be happy. They know how to go through the whole uh, um, um, variety of of all of our emotions just by triggering based on frequencies because Mm -hmm. emotions is based on water, right? And water is affected by sound. And when you put Particulates, which are, you know, this is what is suspended in all the waters of our body on a membrane and play frequencies. You make mandalas, which is called somatics. Well, what if I don't want to make harmonious, beautiful geometric designs? What if I want to do what Masaru Emoto was able to show and show dismemberment? All right. Or something better than that. How about entropy? Mm. Because if we're gonna get into the universal issues that we're dealing with, something on a cosmic level, we gotta deal with thermodynamics, and the second law deals with entropy increases over time. It's a fancy way of saying disorder. Entropy in our body is inflammation. What creates or what drops entropy is consistency. So I know you, in, in regards to the work you do, what makes you so successful and powerful Is your consistency. Every day you make sure that you create a particular rhythm and that rhythm equates to order in your life which drops entropy so there's not too much chaos going on around you. You can see what's coming. Yes sir. That's the same thing that we do to extend our health is by dropping our entropy through consistency. What is the most consistent thing we know? The Sun. The sun comes up every single day. Mm-hmm. And if we could take our days and make a consistent plan every single day, that equates to us being in optimum health and dropping what we know as disease.
3: Mm. So, you know, we, we we went into a lot of different sciences just there. Right. And like I said, this conversation is to get people to think. Yeah. Right. And we're now at this point and stage in reality where the government is talking about They found non-human bodies and just throwing stuff on the TV, right? Mm. They're just throwing stuff at the American people and American people and globally, you know, don't know what to believe anymore, right? Right, and I believe that that is on purpose, right? Because now that you don't know if the Earth round, or the Earth flat, or if the Earth's a little egg sphere, right, it almost gets to the point where it don't matter, Mm. and when truth don't matter. Right then people won't fight for it. people won't protect it, mm-hmm. right, but God will be that representation of truth, right, right, and so when you're no longer fighting for God, right, that stasis of truth and meaning and what's real, mm-hmm. right, then we can push anything on you, and now you live in a life where nothing matters anymore, right I just do what I want to. who cares That's the way a child thinks mm-hmm. right, so this demoralization of getting people to no longer care about the truth, to act like children, to live into this fantasy world to feel like the world is too harsh for them to, to deal with and to play in, it's to decrease your ability to have power because only truth can give you that power. Right, right. The lies don't give you no power, the truth does. Knowing right. exactly what's going on with you, knowing exactly who you are, knowing why you're here, mm-hmm. knowing where you are. And this is an important point in time, right? As far as time location, because a lot of people want to go, you want to make progress. You have this vision, you have this so-called destination, but you don't know where you are.
2: Mm.
3: How can I give you directions Mm. if you don't know where you are? Every time a GPS has to pinpoint your location first Mm -hmm. right, to know where Where you are are first, right? Right? And you have to know when you are, right? Mm -hmm. You are living in this time of 2023 and not understanding what this time cycle is. Right, then you can be operating off of a 70s mindset, an 80s mindset, a 90s mindset, an early 2000s mindset. But are you operating in the mindset of today? Right, whatever time period that you may be watching this video from, because imagine somebody in the year 3000, like he's spitting still to this day. You know what I'm saying? Understanding the time period that you are in, that we're going through this artificial world, Mm -hmm. right? We are in this, this phase where People that believe that we've reached this high point of technological advancement and we must go beyond the organics and we must jump into the artificial. We must go beyond our lifespan and we must jump into the immortal. Mm. Right. We must go beyond the truth and it goes into your truth. Mm. Right. And so understanding that this is the time cycle that we're in, but it's also a cycle where you have to take grips of your own mind to challenge the world. Mm. Right. To create your your. To create your roots, right, and most people don't have these roots, and these roots represent your core, it represents your principles, it represents your foundation, it represents what defines you. When I look at you, you're a man that is rooted, right? You. you can't just be swayed, there's a wind, and the trees just fall over, and it just goes anywhere. Mm. Sometimes you know there's a, a something called the walking tree, and a oh, walking yeah. tree they will move walk. yeah they do <laughs> depending on like there's trees that walk, and it yeah. will move. So that his roots are planted in the right location. Right. And that location is based on the time. Mm-hmm. Right? It might be time for me to be right here. It may be time for me to be right, right there. Right. right. And you have to know because we are walking trees. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Definitely. literally. We stand, we are, we take our shoes off, we get grounded. Yeah. It used to be a point in time where the shoes look like this. That's right. Right? To keep us to keep us connected. Really, that falling. The shoes used to look like this. And now you're connected and grounded to the earth. But like Blue Pill said in that episode, the shoes are rubber. We're disconnected. That's right. So insulation. we're no longer rooted. Mm-hmm. Right. But that rooting doesn't just go into the physical foundation. It goes into the spiritual and mental. That's right. What is your school of thought that you come from?
4: Hmm. Right.
3: How do you incorporate your knowledge and information? And where do you filter it from? Right. Yeah. What the, the loss of faith means that there are no longer roots. Mm. You can get rid of your Christian background if you want to. Oh, you no longer want to be a Muslim. But those were roots. Right. Right. So, what are your new roots? You can't just uproot yourself and now you're just walking on the ground and not connected to anything. So, now you don't have a foundation. So, yes, it benefits society that these people are not deep rooted into anything. Right. Because now they can just go with the wind. Mm. Right. So, I want to talk a little bit about mystery school. And, you know, the initiation into finding roots okay well i could tell you where my roots come from yes sir please do
1: and and how no matter where i go i'm able to be deep rooted and what i would have to say to everybody is be mycelium mm. cuz that way you can, you can you can root wherever you go because that's what feeds the roots i was blessed enough as a baby to be given mushrooms and not not portobellos, and not oysters either. <laughs> you know, uh, Doctor Sabi gave me psilocybin mushrooms when I was ten months. Mm. My mother was consuming them when I was in the womb, and it was in her milk she was giving to me. So I started off as a baby um, with psilocin and DMT flowing in my brain and in my blood, which gave me a different filter than most people, and a, and just a different type of understanding when I engage things in my development. And the reason why I say be mycelium is because when we think of mushrooms, we're actually thinking about the, the reproductive organs because the, the mushroom is actually the mycelium, which is a nervous system type network that extends all over the earth. Wherever you stand, there's mycelium there, there would be no plant life if the mycelium was not there. And this mycelium when it fruits we see what we call the mushroom which is the stalk and the cap which actually is a physical embodiment of the universal conjugated forces of electromagnetism or or how we would say it as black people you know copulation and having sex a man and a woman so that the cap is the woman the the stalk is the male phallus. And when we see a mushroom, we actually see sex taking place in our face. The cap is the torus. The toroidal field is the magnetic field. This is what the woman represents because the magnetic field represents form, hence why she's the one that swells up and she gives birth. Right. And then the other, the stalk is what you call the hyperboloid, And a hyperboloid is the electric principle, which represents counter space. And that's what the physical energy is, that spark. So when you put those together, life is formed. And that's what we see every time we see a mushroom. Mm. I was blessed enough to be given that as a child. So I would tell people, you know, if you want to be grounded, be mycelium. Mm. Understand the earth that you stand on understand your coordinates and your locales so that
3: way you can really root yourself in the proper place. Mm. I like that. You know, I think um when you when you play the game the right way and you become good at what you do, usually people do that. Right. Kyrie Irving was just talking about how he makes these small Adjustments, mm-hmm. right? That makes him great. How he moves his hands with his feet, right, right, right. right? His, his and, ball handling, he right. was
1: saying. He focuses on the handling of the ball,
3: right. And when you do that, when you you know a person is so grounded in their game and that they're mastering it, they're deepening their roots in it, right. They're becoming the best that they can possibly be, mm-hmm. right. And you're going to see them become fruitful. And when you do that, people will begin to do this process called rooting for you ah uh, <laughs> I saw what you did there <laughs> yes <laughs> they start rooting they will for be you. rooting yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. you yeah. so that it becomes deeper that your game becomes more grounded that you become better mm-hmm. because they want you to be happy they want to send joy to you so they will start cheering for you mm-hmm. right so when you when the more rooted you become the more people will root for you I mean that you start to have this collective consciousness. It becomes right. a network, exactly. like the mycelium network, that's right. to where they start taking on the same processes that you are doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna root for a person that's not rooting for themselves, Mm-mm. right? That's not rooting themselves in any work or any knowledge, that's right? right? Or, or any activity that produces progress. But when you do, and you're doing work cheerfully, people will cheer for you. That's and right. when you bring them cheer, they will give you cheer. That's right. right? So you have to understand this process that we're all connected as human beings, right? And whether we know it or not, but what makes us have these stronger connections, and not from a physical, but this metaphysical level. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: When you believe the same thing that I believe, it already creates a connection between us, Mm -hmm. right? This connection between us is on a level that's beyond our eyes. And so people are then fooled because they think that we have to hold hands to be connected, Hmm. No, we're connected through the metaphysical beliefs. We're holding hands through ideas, right. right? And so now as I activate, I'm activating you. That's what the mycelium network do. Hey, this brother over here is doing this. Oh, I like what that brother is doing. Hey, I'm about to cheer for you, I want you to do more. So you're activating these different roots, you're activating these different systems and hmm. people. Right? And then you start to create this community or this network, this mycelium network. Right? right? And that's what we're doing when we're networking. We're making more connections to people. Right? right? So therefore, we're trying to leave an impression on them. Right? I want to make sure that a part of me is in you. Part Mm. of you is in me. So now, you know, that's why it's it's imperative to be careful on who you connect with. Right? Because they're leaving an impression of their signature their DNA signature on you. Right? And so your connections is your network and it's your net worth and it increases in value or decreases in your value. So when I'm connected with like-minded individuals, it magnifies my power. Mm-hmm. Right? It magnifies the intensity of my ability to bring things into reality. That's right. Right? And so now my intentions can be easily brought out much faster because of my network. Mm-hmm. Right? So now You know what? I don't have the money for that, but it's in my network. So as long as my intentions, which are the tens of energies that you putting into something, now somebody in that network will share that intention and they will give you energy to bring that about. So the energy is the form of currency. Right? Or the people say, Well, I don't have that currency and wealth that I can just pass over, but I can give you my attention, mm-hmm. which is another form of energy and currency. That's right. Right. So thank you because now I will help you manifest this even more, right? And everybody is a part of these network. And we think that space divides us. Mm-hmm. When you study quantum physics, you know that we're not divided by space. No,
1: space is what connects us. Right.
3: You know that atoms can be connected through superposition regardless of where they are in the universe. That's right. And that's why we have cell phones, exactly. right? If you thought that space disconnected is why, you think you got a signal. Facts, <laughs> facts, fact, And fact. there's never been a technology on this planet Earth that wasn't based on the human design. That's right. Right. So all the greatness that we see, the phone is a clone of the mind.
1: Even the house is, is, is replicated off of us because when you look at a socket, there's three, there's two prongs and a hole. You know, there's a live, there's a neutral, I mean, a hotter neutral, and then there's a ground.
4: Mm -hmm. And the
1: reason why the ground is there is so, you know, you don't touch any metal in your house and get electrocuted based on the buildup of charge that can happen in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So the the sun is a cathode ray. It's like a shower that's constantly showering electrons, which would be the water coming out the shower, making the earth wet with Mm. negative ions. And when you walk upon the earth with the bottom of your feet, which are called soles, and the sun is also called a soul, and you have a soul within you, you end up plugging yourself into the socket of the earth, charging yourself up the same way you plug your phone up into the wall. Mm. And that's why they call it a cell phone because it's, like you said, it is designed exactly off of our body and our system and how we work. So if you had a phone whose battery was so low that it had the little red rectangle, if you your phone was extremely hot and overheated, mm-hmm. you would not try and download a movie or play a movie on there. And that's why people are dying at 50 or catching heart attacks at 25 because they have too many screens open. The intelligence is there, but the charge is not. Mm. And we have to increase our charge. And we do that by reconnecting with the environment that's around us, mm. grounding, rooting ourselves, bathing ourselves in the sun, breathing, staying hydrated and getting connected to the ancient foods. You know, we we hear about the Bible all the time of the land of of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Dr. Sabi would speak about honey all the time and he would say how all the bees are hybrid, which is deep because the name of the honey bee is Apis, and Apis is the bull, right? Mm-hmm. So, so now we can see how, when we look at milk and the dairy industry, speaking of clones, they clone that cow mm-hmm. so that they can produce the same amount of milk. Well, they did the same with the bee, so they could produce the same type of honey. But the original bee is a stingless bee. And this stingless bee that comes from the tropical regions, one of the, the best ones come from Honduras, produce a honey once a year that has the rarest sugar on the planet called trehalulose. Mm. This is a sugar diabetics can take. It it it, it helps against uh, uh, caries of the mouth, which would be cavities. Um, but one of its most profound properties is its abilities to be able to help with cataracts and glaucoma and all the eye diseases. So when we're talking about sight, and vision and taking in the sun and sun gazing how much more efficient can all those things become when your eyes are actually working at their optimum level which happens when you cleanse your eye with this special type of honey mm. amazing so
3: you're talking about putting honey in the eye
1: in the eyes not regular honey you get out the store the nest suit nectar that that I carry, which is based on a stingless bee that comes from Honduras, you can drop it in your eyes and it cleanses the eyes. I've had people who put their glasses down, cataracts, glaucoma, stigmatism, dry eyes, all types of eye issues washed away. Because as you mentioned earlier, the eye ain't kind of like the brain. Right. It is the brain. It's the only part of the brain that's on the outside of the body. Mm-hmm. So we talk about brain food all the time. We talk about, oh, feed your brain, feed your brain. This is really the first time you'll actually feed your brain mm. is dropping this honey in your eyes and allowing it to drip back into all of those powerful centers, your limbic center, your, your ventricles. You know, the pineal, the visual cortex, all these areas of the brain end up getting fed and kind of retuning all of the different glands and so forth and so on. Um, And another property of this honey that I found is the fact that it got anti-mutagenic properties. Mm. So when we're thinking about a time with GMOs, where people's genes are getting manipulated, or where a group of people were forced to make certain decisions recently That's changed their genetic makeup because of what they had to do to keep a job, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, I've come to find out that this honey has the ability to purge the body of mutagenic properties and return your genes back to something called wild type genes. Our genes, when they're in their original state, are called wild type genes Mm -hmm. and you can achieve this through a process called reverse mutation if you have the proper
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet-o-fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
2: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just
1: $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Factors. And this rare honey is one of those proper factors. I got some real good products uh, with me today. We got some DHA. That's an omega-3. Very important for the brain. The acid. This is what increases the health of your eyes as well the health of your thinking and just anti-inflammatory overall is brain food. We got chlorella. Chlorella is one of the best chelators. This is what is getting all of the heavy metals out of the body. So for a lot of people dealing with heavy metals in the body from the dyes and the, the chemtrails and everything like that, this purges a lot of those heavy metals out of the body, chlorella. Histonic is for genetic protection. This is for protecting your DNA. You notice it's in a small drop of bottle because it's very, very potent. It's gonna help to help your DNA stay more protected and cleansed. We got Nervino for the nervous system. This is for the brain. This is for the entire nervous system, cognitive function. This is our nootropic. For those of y'all in temperate regions that don't get that UVB like you need, we got active vitamin D in vegan form. This is vitamin D3 called Soltriol D. This is whale food. This is marine phytoplankton. This is what blue whales eat, you know? So that's the largest mammal on the planet. And if it can sustain it, it can sustain you. You hear about sea moss all the time. We got the premium sea moss, purple chondrous crispus. This is in its raw form. So you're able to make your own gel. This is Maluminous B. Maluminous B is actually a diabetic formula. It's a blend of 13 herbs that Dr. Sabi would praise. They all come together in order to help people who got diabetes, kidney issues, liver issues, and anemia. We have some of our great bulk herbs from Honduras. We got palo guaco for the lungs as well as for anxiety in the brain. We got Cucumeca for iron and anemia, as well as libido. We got Contribo, this is for purging all the mucus and fatigue, and then we have Mucle, which is great for inflammation and other anti-inflammatory issues. Lastly, we got the cream of the crop. This is Nessute Nectar. This is stingless bee honey. You're able to drop this honey in your eyes for glaucoma, cataracts, as well as any other eye issues. You can drop it in your ears for ear infections. This is great for wound healing, and you can also ingest ingest it for anti-mutagenic uh, issues, trying to get rid of mutations and things of that nature. It has trehalilose in there, which is good for diabetics, and it just tastes amazing. <laughs> as well but these are the products that i have on me right now i got a whole lot more products on soionicbotanicals.com. so if you go on there and you use the promo code clone <laughs> c-l-o-n-e you get percent off of anything and everything that you find on the site this is kt the arch degree peace
3: I was looking for an article that my mom had sent me. Uh, just a second while you was talking, because you prompted a thought process that I had. Okay. When um, I forget what it's called, the process. But when we talk about foods, like people smoke weed and people act like weed is the only herb on earth that works. <laughs> like it's the craziest thing, right? <laughs> that's, that's the like the idea, and I know right. weed is popular. You know, and people making a lot of money off of it, right? Yeah. It's, it has incarcerated a lot of people, it has financially freed a lot of people, people. Yeah. you know. Um, you know, it was one of the first products that I sold and marketed and branded, right? You know, but right now, people are not smoking organic weed, right? No. When yeah. I smoked weed, it was that Reggie Miller in mm-hmm. comparison to what's going on, but oh here. boy, they you got know got what I'm saying, like that here. regular weed, you get a nice little vibe, you might float a little bit, but you're not. <laughs> It's not comparable to like crack and opium. Like this new weed, not, they taking the dabs on ninety eight percent THC and that increase of THC, it can create, you know, issues from a psychological level. Right. Right. People are I forgot what the process is called when the man starts to grow boobs, you know, but um, you know, this is this can be attributed to some factors, right, when it comes to smoking because you know, of the, the process. Yeah,
1: increase within
3: the, estrogen, the body. Right. So, you know, once we talk about different things that the plants can do for you, the herbs can do for you, right? And if a person took a list of everything that they're doing now, Mm -hmm. right? just take a list of everything that you currently eat, everything you currently smoke, the way you do it, right? And then look at your body, right? Go get diagnosed and figure out everything that's wrong with your body, right? And now you have to weigh your lifestyle, right? Versus your diagnosis,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right? Because people never equate the two, right? So it's like a person may be like, "Why would I put honey in my eyes?" But why would you put all of these dyes in your body, mm. right? One is natural or or or, or real and organic because the word natural means all sort of different things these now. days, right? Right? One is actually real that comes from the earth, and another one is made in the lab. Mm-hmm. Right. So even in the movie, it talked a lot about the different foods and how the chemicals were being put into the food. Right. That's right. increasing Increasing it changes of mood. Right. Irregular yes. behavior that normally wouldn't be there. And they were doing it in what would be a food desert. That's right. right. So they wasn't showing them. They didn't show them put it in the fruits, even though now we talk about GMO fruits. That's right. They talked about putting in the chicken into the restaurants. Why? Because they know that these are where the habits of people go to the most.
2: Exactly. Right. They're
3: not going to the health food section the most. So why would you put so many chemicals in there? Right. Mm. So they know that I'm going to put into something that creates, like you say, a habit. Right? right? So now they're going here consistently because with anything, you have to keep dosing a person. The human body is very strong. It mm-hmm. detoxes on its own. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to try to cleanse out anything that's not supposed to be there. And get stronger. Right? But therefore, you have to keep taking it the same way we tell a person to take the gold or take lion's mane. And it's like, you know, not one time. Like, it has to be in your body consistently over time for it to continue to work. That's right. Right? But people be wanting these. Magical things to happen, and then after that it's done. like no, dehydration comes about. a person gets hungry is because the body is constantly going through process. I'm mm. absorbing it, and I'm creating something new, right But today we have all of these habits, but we don't really think about right that process of we're manufacturing who we are, mm. right we're manufacturing disease, we're manufacturing poverty with our habits. that's right right none of these things. Will happen naturally if if the human being lives correctly. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I really want people to see that your reality is based on your lifestyle, based on what you eat, what you think, what you listen to, right? What you put in your body, the new information you have, because your body and your mind can only activate from the sources that you give it. That you give can't do yeah. anything else. That's right. Right. That's it. All, all body life. Listen. It's up to you, brother. I'm going to do my job, and I only have one job. That's to take this information, right? Process it and see what I can do with it. Do with it, right? Right? But you keep giving me stuff I can't do nothing with.
1: None. I'm doing the best I can with you. So you talked about the powders in the movie. They called it Compound H. Mm. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I I talked about the H dealing with Hiram and Biff because the name of the movie is, uh, you know, they clone Tyrone, and Tyrone's root word comes from. Ah, uh, Tyre and Hiram Abiff was, you know, the, the 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 head architect of Solomon's Temple. You can't get better architecture than using the genetics to build the body, you know. So the this compound H Hiram um, dealt with the 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 other thing. If you understand how a body is to be built, then you understand how a body can be destroyed mm. as well, right? So how do I take Solomon's Temple down brick by brick, and you know the powders. Was, was talking about MSG, you know, which we know is riddled within all of the foods. It has different names, you know, um, as well as Nooch. Nooch is the, the MSG for the vegans. You know, so, so a lot of people that are decided to go vegan, which is a brand new term, by the way, um, they are inundated with eating large quantities of nutritional yeast which is an excitotoxin, which is extremely damaging to the body. An excitotoxin, can you explain that? An excitotoxin is a chemical that's going to overexcite the nervous system. So your, your neurons fire at a certain rate in order to get certain activities done. It's kind of like, you know, if, if you look at trains coming into a station, you know, they, they come in at a certain speed at a certain time. You know, what happens if the, if the trains are coming in 300 miles per hour? back to back to back, they're going to wreck. They're going to run into each other. They're going to jump the track. They're going to kill people. That's what's happening to the neurons in the body. They get overexcited to the point of cell death, and now you have brain damage. Mm -hmm. This is where the itis comes from a lot of times. People eating and they pass out because they just killed a bunch of brain cells eating that stuff. And Jamie said a real interesting word, Slick said a real interesting word when he had the scientists up against the wall with the afro on and he took some of the powder and he kept calling them names, saying he was beige and all that stuff. He said tapioca. And you gotta always pay attention to the words that they
3: use in these films because they could say anything. Especially in a film like this. Right. I, I wanna see, there's <laughs> no way that you can overstate the intentionality of every aspect of a film yeah. that is literally about the triggering of. The conspiracy community. That's right. Right? Based on actually analyzing reality and figuring out conspiracies. He says
1: tapioca. Tapioca is cassava. This is one of the banes of the tropical regions of the earth. This is how they get, because, you know, they get us in the temperate regions, you know, with, with all the rest of the junk food, right? But they get everybody in the Caribbean and Africa with that cassava. Because cassava has an ingredient inside of it called linamarin. It was introduced to us by the Portuguese as genetic warfare. We think this biowarfare just started, but now they've been manipulating plants to, to get us with, right? So they take away our indigenous foods and they give us stuff. So they mm-hmm. gave us cassava. And cassava has linamarin. And when you digest linamarin, it turns to cyanide. Mm. and cyanide is terrible why because it shuts down complex four of your mitochondria this enzyme is the enzyme that makes your water we make our own structured water in our body this is a very important enzyme in the mitochondria and it shuts it down if it shuts that down Then complex five, which is our ATP synthase, this is where electromagnetic field is generated. Mm -hmm. It spends 1,500 times a second of hydrogen ions making our electromagnetic field. They're stored in our heart and in our brain. That's what separates us from gorillas because the gorillas, their mitochondria is in their muscles. Mm. That's why they're so strong. You know, people are like, oh, gorillas, you know, they eat all the vegetables. and they Yeah, but it's also because their mitochondria is concentrated in their musculature mm-hmm. while ours is in our heart and brain. That's why we create and we're divine and we do all the things that we do. You see what I'm saying? So by shutting down that enzyme, you essentially shut the mitochondria down. That leads to death. This is why cyanide leads to death. And mm-hmm. why would he mention that? Tapioca is a white powder. Mm. And you'll find it in majority of all the vegan foods. Definitely. But you'll find it a lot in, in everyday foods as well. Veganism. Mm. <laughs> they no, slide it on in there. No disrespect to the vegans
3: be feeling like they the, you know, they got the holy grail to health.
1: No, if they if they did, they wouldn't have cancer. They
3: wouldn't be overweight. They wouldn't
1: go through the same thing. All of these is is
3: a preferential choice of lifestyle. Yes, right. But it doesn't mean that it's based on medicine, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean that it's based on science. Mm -hmm. It's not at all, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you know, because we look at around the world where people we talked about this on the last episode where there are blue zones. These people aren't vegans. You know, no, so, they're not. So it's like if you live your whole life, if if like what is the point, right? And I know a lot of people say I don't want the animal energy in you. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Right? I'm 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 cool with that. But we cannot pretend as if this is the healthiest alternative for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's a preferential choice, right? But when you talk about what works for the body, right? The body need what works for it. If it happened to be some reason in the world that I just needed some lamb. Right, because I needed more energy. I'm not going to say, no, I only want plants. Babe, you don't cut that lamb head off and send it over here, <laughs> chop it up as fast as you possibly can, smoke it up and put it on my plate so I can get better. So be you said I need some Go ahead that chop lamb, that lamb right? on up for me. Stop playing with me. You know what talking about? So you right. got a, a vegan lamb. No, lamb, chop, I want to hear the bar. You know what I'm saying? Right, the whole right, nine. Right. That's how the sheep go, but y'all know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> but, you know, like, like, you mentioned, like you mentioned before, our body is capable of taking on a lot of different things. Yeah. So the reason why we're eating food is to boil down to actually electrons and protons of hydrogen, mm-hmm. right? So how do we make our mitochondria run the most efficient? We do that by... Um, either gaining electrons, losing electrons, account receivable, accounts payable, Mm -hmm. getting a check versus paying a bill. Which one do you want? Do you want bills? Do you want debt or do you want credit? Mm. So you have to find out what do I consume? What can I consume? What are the things that are going to provide me with a check? Mm. What is going to put money in my account? versus what's taking it away. So this is why Sabi never said he was vegan. Mm. I didn't come up vegan. That wasn't even a term when I came up in the 80s and Mm. 90s. The term was, vegetarian was a term, but the term that Sabi used was alkaline. Mm. Because when you look at the pH scale, which people talk about veganism and Sabi and all that, and they don't Mm -hmm. even know what pH means. It means parts hydrogen. So they tell you right there that if he's talking about the alkalinity, of, of food and the body and health, then he's talking about the science of hydrogen, mm-hmm. right? So when you're talking about the pH scale, you got 0.1 to 6.9 being acid, you got 7.1 to 14 being basic and alkaline, you got seven as neutral. So the more alkaline things that you put in your body, the more voltage, the more electrons, the more negative charge you get so it's flipped so we always say in you know in our lives oh i want to be positive mm-hmm. i'm going to surround myself with positive people but in our body mm, we want to be negative <laughs> we want to be negative as possible you know what i mean you want negative ions and you want that type of charge negative body positive mind yeah, there you go negative body positive mind that's what you want because even with women women are negative they have a vagina that mm-hmm. is an invagination mm. <laughs> that doesn't stick Damn. out it goes in we create through invagination that's how we come into this realm is through that right. so because women is all next. about
3: the ph balance
1: oh and their vagina is acidic their mm. vagina is not alkaline our semen is alkaline but mm. their vagina is acidic and it needs to be that way you know mm. so why does it need to be that way because of because of the forces, because we are the alkaline principle and they are the acidic principle. Mm. We represent the electric. They represent the magnetic. Mm. They have to have this environment that's able to uh, sustain certain bacteria and not other bacteria. Hence why when it gets unbalanced, they end up yielding the yeast infections mm. and the fibroids, which are like false births. They're pseudo pregnancies that are taking place in there where they start to utilize their magnetic field to build flesh without any soul or any spirit in there, sometimes it could be negative energies and entities as well that they've attached
3: to themselves by increasing that body count. Mm, you know so throwing in too many alkalines, you know what I mean? From too many guys. Those off that pH balance. No, those aren't alkalines. Those are acidic. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and you
1: know, you know, you know, light. You know, you know, opposites attract, right? Yeah. But light repels. So those those are south south magnets oh, so and south magnets repelling each there. other. Either way, yeah. it's throwing
3: off that pH balance, which actually brings me to something, right? Mm-hmm. When I was growing up in Oakland, you know, there was something called the Holstrow. Oh. Right. The host Joy, everybody know, you know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a certain vicinity of real estate where the prostitutes will walk, right? Mm. And they will walk and they would have to wear a certain type of clothing because the clothing was advertisement that they open for business. That's right. So the less amount of clothes that they have, wearing it in a provocative manner. So when you see them, you think sex. That's mm. what they was advertising. That was their game. That's right. Right. And so, you know, those women that were in that industry as sex workers, they would get up daily. They would make sure that when they shop, they shop for clothes that was provocative, that let, you know, the John know that they're open for business. Mm. Today, right, that same outfit, that same clothing design is like societal norm. That's right. Right. It so, is. like, what we had as in Oakland, you go to a high street, and that's where the hoes were. Now, you couldn't tell today, right, you would probably be mistaken thinking that that's a prostitute when it's just the way that, you know, women dress today.
2: That's right.
3: Right. Now, this has not, of course, always been that way. This is why women have to dress that way to differentiate themselves. Mm. Right. And I think about, you know, what a woman has to do to get into the algorithm. Right. Because women are fighting for money. You know Mm. what I'm saying? They want money just like men want money. Right. They're fighting for so-called independence today. And in this fight, right, you see women figuring out logical processes to utilize themselves so if they can advertise themselves. They will go buy a new body if they need to. Mm-hmm. They'll look at another woman and say, I want her body. I'm going to clone her. That's right. You know what I'm saying? In me, I'm going to get the Sarah Bartman. I'm going to get the big booty. I'm going to get the breasts. I'm going to get the lips that poke all the way up. You'll get all of this. So they become clones of what they believe is working.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? And instead of, you know, you driving down the street because, you know, you're selling sex and your body is the tool to sell that sex. So but now it's no longer the host scroll is what I call the host scroll.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Because I need to get your attention. I need you to think sex and I need you scroll. to figure out a way to give me some money. Mm-hmm. Right. For me evoking your pleasure of senses. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the whole scroll is I'm going to take the picture. I'm going to post it. Right you know i she might be goddamn showering online just to get people to scroll and watch this and then pay money for it that's right? Right.
2: That's
4: right
3: because it's instagram or not just instagram but social media is part of the porn industry mm-hmm. hard porn that's on twitter soft porn that's on instagram mm-hmm. right and then there's audio porn the audio porn is the new rap that's
2: right right
3: so now they're, you may hear in the rap, you hear the the moaning, right? They All they talk about is what they're selling, right? Mm. Their body, like he wants this, she wants that. It's so good. They go spin the cash and then come right back, right? Mm-hmm. Normally that would sound like prostitution music, right? Because you would imagine what would a prostitute listen and she's getting ready, mm-hmm. right? So we have audio porn, right? And I bring this up because it was uh, Sukihana that sparked the thought. During the interview she said, I ain't nothing. <laughs> I don't know why people think I am. They treat me like I'm something. So y'all getting confused. She said, I'm an adult entertainer. Mm. Right? And I thought about that. I said, wait a minute. Right? You have these women who are adult entertainers. And normally, you can differentiate. That's an adult entertainer. Right? She's in a point industry. You talk to her. You see her a certain way. You have zero expectations for her outside of that. That's just relegated over here. Right? right? But now we're at this point where you're treating adult entertainers like role models so you have expectations of them. Mm -hmm. Right, because they hop in these things called rapping, but rap is a skill. It doesn't mean you're part of a culture, Mm
4: -hmm. right?
3: But we treat them as if they now have a role in this culture to be a model for citizens. Why? Because they do, because now you have influence, because now different demographics that's within the culture look up to you and emulate and want to clone who you are. Mm -hmm. So while you saying that you're not nothing and you're selling adult entertainment to the world, the little girl say, I look up to you. I want to be that and sell the same thing. So then the parents say, wait a minute, you now have a responsibility because it's gonna be very hard for us to filter out everything that our child looks at. So, but that does come back to the household. But I only wanted to bring that up for people to be able to see and filter the difference of what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. This is this and and men have done it, like Nelly did it with the tip drill video. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and and you know, Uncle Luke and Two Shorts and many people have there was pimping, now it's prostitution. And we know, like in the movie, those are the parts of the culture that get cloned the most. Right. The pimps, the prostitutes, the killers, the drug dealers. That's right. Right? Not those who are the intellects, the scholars, the leaders, the revolutionaries, the, the innovators, the inventors, the modest women, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But the secret I'm going to tell everybody is, I, and I don't know if ladies know this, but we like a woman whether she got clothes off or clothes on.
4: <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We just I'm love you i tell y'all. you why, because we know
3: under those clothes you make it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We can still I, see you. I'm just letting <laughs> you. I don't know it. if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that. But I'm. T- this is the secret I'm gonna tell to all America. Men like women. Heterosexual men like women. So it don't matter if you completely naked, right, or whether you completely clothes, He is still attracted to you. Why? Because you are a woman. Because you're a, a woman. Man. woman. Just be a woman. The right? more the more woman you are, the more we're gonna
1: love you. The more we're gonna need you.
3: I just wanted you know? to let y'all know Because I know the algorithm is pressuring The algorithm is hard Because oh, it's, it's a woman The mindset that I have is infectious So we spread it across the world For anybody that wants to empower themselves If we want to build a better world Then we have to have a better system
0: Because we're living in a culture that doesn't belong to us
3: You gotta speak truth Even if your voice starts to tremble Because that's how you represent God the thing that our ignorance keeps us away from is each other, which is our network. In life, it's not supposed, it's not meant for things to be easy. It's obvious that we're here to be tested. You're doing something great, you may fail greatly. And society labels that as rebellious. The power from inside.
0: I'm laser focused. I'm trying to build a legacy. y'all I mean, ain't got no choice. I'm on God's time. Y'all got to be on God's time. Are we low
2: level
4: or high level?
0: They are politically charged lies. And I'll tell you why.
3: And and here's the thing, this this is where, and we're talking about women, but it goes into men as well, the attention, because Mm -hmm. we think that we need all of this attention when we're not even doing anything worthy of attention, Mm -hmm. right? People want attention just for walking outside and getting dressed. A million people should have liked this. Why? Man, you don't need nobody to like this. Just be yourself and go live in reality, Mm -hmm. right? But we feel like everybody has to like every outfit every decision we make, every place we go to. And if they don't, then now we need to do something to make them like it. So now we become fiends of their attention, Mm -hmm. right, when you didn't need it. It, it, Everybody ain't walking around saying, that. listen, bro, you got the best outfit in the world on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go put on a tuxedo going to a wedding, then they might hit you with some compliments. Right? It's different. You don't need to walk around with all of this narcissistic attention because you think that everybody, and this is one thing I heard, I forgot who said it. But he was saying, this is a genius thing that TikTok did. They made people famous for one day, right? And when they made you famous for one day, you became addicted to it, right? right. And that's what Instagram is doing. Everybody wants to be a celebrity, and when they're not treated like one, right, then they will hold themselves out for that attention.
1: So, you know what they call it Instagram, right? Yeah. Because most people think it's like an instant telegram because it's about sending messages and information. Mm. But it's really an instant gram of dope. So Instagram is actually dopamine. It's electronic dopamine, virtual dopamine. So, you know, that's why it's getting pushed so heavy because women want attention. Attention has to deal with dopamine release. Mm -hmm. Dopamine is known as the reward hormone. And we call it the reward hormone, not because it rewards you, but really that it motivates you. Because the only reason why any reward has any value is because you worked hard for something. If you get called up on stage to get an award or a certificate or anything of the like and you ain't did nothing for it, but everybody thinks you did, you're gonna feel like Hollow Man mm. <laughs> when you get up on that stage. You know? That's a fact. So, know. what makes getting an award, a gift, or any of that? powerful is the fact that you you work diligently, tenaciously, you, you put that hard work and that effort in the blood, sweat, and tears, and now you're being recognized, attention, which then equates to the reward. But now everybody's getting reward and attention with no effort and no work. Mm, which
3: is dangerous. Oh, it's extremely right? dangerous. You know, um, I think it was Andrew Huberman who was giving a breakdown about the studies that they've done when... You know, it's like the difference between when a child does something, you tell them you did good, right? You know what I'm saying? And, right. and you're praising them for being great, right? That's not a direct correlation with that child actually being great. Mm. But when you praise their effort, right? right. right. When you say, oh, you know, you, you tried really hard. You put in a really good effort, man. That was a good. I, I like the way that you went at that. Now you're praising the effort. It's going to make them want to continue to put effort into things that are hard. Right. And this actually makes them great till they become it becomes effortless.
2: That's right. Right.
3: Because now their reward and motivation is into doing the hard thing, which is the building process up of a good habit that makes one great as something in the first place. Mm -hmm. But today, yes, people get, you know, uh, participation trophies. Right. It's like. When you know a child that looks good and you treat them great just because of their looks, they haven't done anything, anything. at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything at all. But this is what society is rewarding them from. So now yeah. Yeah. they're never going to be great at anything because they don't never have to put effort into it. Right? Right? And so you really damage their ability to become great. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's an unfortunate aspect of reality. And this is why. You know, and not not disrespect, but men who aren't considered to be the prototype of handsomeness in the world have to put more effort into developing other aspects of themselves. Right. Same thing with females. Right. They have to put, you know, uh, less effort into developing because I'm already getting rewarded just for looking good. Right. So why do I need to develop my personality and my brain and my sense of humor? Mm -hmm. Right. And all of these other characteristics. And this is why society has this, you know, issue today where... You are you, calling people high level, a high value because of what they look, things that didn't require them to put in any effort, right? right? And therefore, they're being rewarded for not putting in effort. Mm. So now they'll never be great at anything. So you have all these mediocre children who've been praised too much for nothing. That's right. That's right.
1: right. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a huge problem right now um, that we're dealing with because you know and and it all it all goes back to the household and traditions and that scene where you know he almost broke down crying because he was like mama I just want to see you can mm. I see you and then he kicked the door in and it was nothing there but a recording mm. pretty much showing the fact that you know we're dealing with situations where whoever's running the household but majority you know women single mothers are running the household now and it is just a regurgitation of traditions that have right. been brainwashed and instilled on them mm-hmm. constantly recycling the same tropes the same sayings the right. same slogans over and over again without any basis in it being factual or valuable right you know on the child you know so so with that being your foundation principle in which you're growing up you can't even put it on the children because they weren't given any proper foundation
3: to begin with. No, I mean, we see that all the time where we realize that we was all living the same lives like our parents were clones of the same trope. That's right. right? Boy, you better not, you know, they talk about different bills in the household. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 don't leave that door open because, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that that, that, that uh, heat and that air
1: bill, right? Yeah, that right. ain't
3: free. You know what I mean? Go bad. out there play with your damn friends. Don't play with me. Don't mm-hmm. leave the light on in the car because you get arrested. You know what I mean? All of these things weren't even real, but it's like they were passed down, cloned stuff that became propaganda in the black community. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And this is like this... It's like, damn, we've been living in this social experiment and only this generation had the ability to break free from it. Mm. Right? We start communicating with each other like your mama said that too? Too? Man. What? Your dad did the same thing? Your uncle did the I got I literally got an uncle Tyrone. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have okay, an uncle, now. what was his brother's name? Um Charles. No, no, no. Um, um, um what's your Chester it called? Huh? Uh, I'm trying. I got a lot of uncles. It was but, Fontaine. No, nah, not Fontaine. I got Chester, Uncle Tyrone, and I got an uncle. Uh, Slick Charles. Uh, am I am to forget my uncle' name. Ooh, no, that's ooh, what what the other guy? Um, in the movie, his it was supposed to be Fontaine's brother, brother, I believe.
1: Oh, um, Ronnie, Ronald. Ron. Uh, Ronald, yeah, Ronnie, yeah, yeah. The
3: the little brother. So, <coughs> um, but that's not Ronnie. Why am I Tyrone? Not Tyrone and Uncle. Dang, that's crazy! My uncle will be mad if you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Not Uncle Ronnie, though. <clears throat> I feel like it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a nickname for it. Ah, anyway, I'll come back. Too. I know he was Junebug. That's what the kids name. They called yeah, him Junebug. But it was all of these stereotypical names that mm-hmm. we know, are like. The clones, what we call stereotypes, right? Is right. what they're talking about as the clones. You're yeah. talking Bug about is as the clones. Super, one. Super. One. and they didn't have the conscious aspect in that movie at all. Otherwise, you would have seen the Jamal's, right? You would have seen all of those different ones in those movies. You did have the conscious one, but the but brother that was, was the drunken, he was kind that's
1: of that's what conscious I'm saying. Brother. Frog, and, yeah. and the reason why I find that Frog was so powerful was the fact that. His name was Frog, and we know mm. Frog deals with metamorphosis right. and transformation. Right. They go from tadpole to becoming a frog. They grow in arms, they grow in legs, and you know when you're dealing with cloning and you're dealing with the manipulation of tissue and cells... Frogs are the ones that they use the most.
3: But the idea of cloning dates back to the nineteenth century and it started off with sea urchins and frogs. frogs. Right. And then it became more modernized in nineteen fifty two when they started cloning tadpoles. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we know we went to the sheep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the dolly. Right. right and right. they said it like I said earlier, it took two hundred plus tries. So it's like Everything in that movie was symbolism.
2: That's right. Right?
3: Frog, right? That The, the ancient unk, why does unk know all of this? Mm-hmm. Unk first generation of cloning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unk been around. You know what I'm saying? Now he's drinking because he like, hey I can't change none of this.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, he drinking and then he kept talking about something's in the water, drinking the right. water. You know, frogs is amphibious. Yeah. But to, to go off that point about cloning with the frogs... See, this is where the cloning and the AI come together mm. because I know you've heard of the last couple of years, the, the creation of a new organism called the Xenobot. Mm-hmm. So the Xenobot is made from Xenopus, Lavis, which is the clawed African frog. Mm. They took the skin of the frog and they created a whole new organism out of it. They just took the cells And they put them they put them in this in this in this culture to see what they was going to do. They started aggregating and formed their own organism Mm. on their own. And then all of these little xenobots, they moving around, they're doing um, um, conscious actions. They're going through mazes. Then they dumped a bunch of skin cells in there with them. They started rotating around all the skin cells, putting them in piles, and then the piles turned into more xenobots.
3: All from your man frog. <laughs> Yo, it's wild. Listen, we are in the future that we thought was going to be the future. Yes, but this is how Hollywood works. This is how programming works. We gotta it's first accepted in the programming, in the media first, right? Mm-hmm. As entertainment, then it becomes. Reality, so you know, even as we're talking about like AI, like you know, the thing that's going on in Hollywood, right, is the people are mad at the fact that they want to clone them, they want to clone their likeness, that's right. right? Clone your voice, right? Mm-hmm. We see the tracks out there with the Drakes, and you know, you have some people embracing it while other people are hating it, mm-hmm. right? But this cloning that's taking place is all throughout society. They have, they have women out there that's fake AI models. They clone what you like. Yeah. Right. And then they reproduce it. And now they're saying that because you're living so much in a virtual world, we don't even have to make physical clones anymore. We're now just making virtual clones. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what the bots are. That's right. Right? The bots clone the way that you talk, the way that you think, Mm -hmm. right? That particular pattern, your neocortex, the way it operates, Mm -hmm. right? And then they then you know push that out into the algorithm, and now you may be arguing with this bot. Right. Right? They can have more influence than a real person because. Mm -hmm. With all of this information and data that they collect, and what you think and they're doing with it, right? Mm-hmm. They're using it to make better clones. That's right. Right? So we are in the clone wars, and the problem is that we've accepted so much of things that's not even progress, right? Like we're going into, you know, different areas right now in reality that is not beneficial for the people. Mm-hmm. Yet the people are allowing, you know, those who are empowered to just do it. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even want to know about it. People, I don't want to hear about this AI stuff. You don't? Mm. It's happening all around you. Right. So all you did was tell me, I want to be ignorant and let them do whatever they want to. Mm. Right? So they get mad at the messenger. Mm -hmm. Right? Because now you're forcing them to think. Right? They don't want to think. Mm. If it's gonna happen, let it happen. Remember when, you know, when, when people get this information, that's one thing about that movie. It was like, you know what? They felt like they couldn't do anything, so they went back to just being a clone. Right. People know that the drug dealer is a trope. The, people the know two, that the drug men, gang is. The two men did, but the woman. Right. The woman knew because she couldn't, but you I remember they, they were clones. Mm-hmm. They were just these tropes. She was a product of the environment yeah, because she was an of original. Them, and... Right? Because of the drug dealer and the pimp. Mm-hmm. They they helping keep this environment going. But when she got new information and she became aware of why you are just a, a, a part of this social programming, That's right. right, now she had the thing like, I'm not going back to doing that whole shit no more. Nah. You know what I'm saying? She so wanted to go to Memphis. Yeah, she wanted to go to Memphis. <laughs> she Kim me, and she you ready to saying? get out of here. She said it's time to go to Memphis now. You know what I'm saying? But it just really goes to, I want people to see themselves for a second, like, if I want to be a clone of something, I want to be a clone of my ancestors, their leadership, sure. right? The fierce ones, mm-hmm. right? I want to, I want to take on that personification of those who are making progress for us, those mm-hmm. who spoke truth, right? Nice. Those who are real people, but not a clone of the same type of rapper, the same type of, you know, a political activist, the same thing. And they're like, okay, different person, right? Same thing. We can use you again. Right. No, I want to be the ones that are the least cloned, right? The rarest ones on the planet Earth that come to shake things up. The You're neos. talking about diversity,
1: yeah, right? So we're talking about so not not so much cultural diversity, but more creative diversity, mm-hmm. right? And this also links to the body in respect to our microbiome, because that is our original mind, that is our original brain. I tell people to think back to one of the original introductions to mutations, clones, and all of that that we watched as children, and that was the Turtles, mm. right? So in the Turtles, you know, you had these 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 uh, turtles that ended up, you know, get mutated and everything like that, right? But there was a. I always ask them, I'd be like, Hey, who was the bad guy in the show? Who was the ultimate bad? And everybody'd be like, It was Shredder. You Shredder, Shredder was a bad guy. I'm like, no, Shredder was not the bad guy. Shredder had to answer to somebody else. Mm. And they'd be like, who? And I'd be like, the Krang. And they'd be like, oh yeah, the Krang. And I'd be like, describe the Krang to me. And they'd be like, it was like this autonomous body that had a brain in his stomach. And I was like, exactly. Mm. That's you. You know what I'm saying? When your microbiome is working properly, then you won't fall victim to your desires and your hungers and things of that nature. Your microbiome is the original brain. It contains trillions of bacteria down there, but what makes the microbiome healthy is its diversity. Mm. You would not take your children to the zoo if they just had rats and pigeons. You take them to the zoo because they got flamingos, Mm -hmm. They got lions, they got zebras, they got uh, red pandas, they got Komodo dragons. You know, they got all of this diversity there. That's what engages the child and they learn how all of these different organisms adapt in the environment, their colors, how they look and everything like that. The diversity of your gut is the same thing. The more diverse the microbiome is, the greater your health ends up becoming. And the greater your health is in your microbiome, the more profound your brain can function. the you, you get rid of all of the foggy brain, you get rid of a lot of the issues that you have health-wise when your microbiome gets
3: back in check. Mm. Now that's real. Listen, you know, it's fun we be having this conversation. I feel like in this conversation, we went to a myriad of things that people would call conspiracies. Um, but they end up being documented as realities, mm-hmm. right? and even in that idea there has been you know a whole entire organization that was put together to counteract truths from being told and disclosed before the time mm. cuz you have to remember there is a disclosure act that America has for the things that it does mm. right but until is that time then of course they make sure that nobody knows mm. there was you know FBI agents that was right there next to Malcolm X when he got shot you know what i'm saying there was people yelling telling about is that one of ours Right there was people right next to Martin Luther King as an FBI agent. Right, right. it was all a conspiracy until it was documented and disclosed as a fact. That's right. So it's like even in today's time, we have all of these new ones that's being disclosed. Hey, this whistleblower is saying that the UFOs are real. Right, it's like now, but it's to this point where people don't care. I'm gonna be honest, people don't care. Mm-hmm. But when I find people that have this adamant ability, you know, to def- like to defend what they can't. Discernibly say it's false, which is when a person says, "Hey, I think them doing this." Why? Because we got a history of documentation of them doing all of this mm-hmm. in every government all throughout the world, not just the U.S. Right. Right. This is a global thing because controlling people is hard. I would imagine,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? Keeping people in control to create a system that lasts five hundred plus years, right? I think Dr. Kamani was giving a breakdown. Like there's never been a European civilization that lasted past five hundred years. Mm -hmm. This is the hard part. This is where you're trying to do something that ain't never been done before. So they have to do things that ain't never been done before. There are new technology and new ways, and you're going to go to the hardest part, right? In the movie, it said about the future of the race, right? right. The white race was constructed in the 1600s. They wasn't all under the label of white, Right. We were not all under the label of black, nope. right? We were broken down based on our geographical locations, our tribes, our tribes. ethnic backgrounds, mm-hmm. our nations, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But you know, it become end up being the white, and that's because you know they had to take the, the the take the eyes off the rich people that's doing everything, because mm-hmm. it was never the, the poor whites never had power. Mm-mm. I think that's the one thing that people don't understand. You never had the power. You were just cloned of an idea that they want you to have so that you can continue to create this thing mm-hmm. right so you lose your job they talk about affirmative action right affirmative action where you put in a black person in there to create more diversity cuz historically these people have been oppressed and you have selectively and consciously made sure that they didn't get these opportunities mm. but now instead of you know looking at the history Right, of saying that damn man, it was a it's oppression and our our ancestors is the reason why we gotta create this in the first place. Right? But instead you go blame this black person for their ancestral history against yours. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person should just do it regardless and just step up and just take the opportunities and why do this person has to take this well, blame your family history, not mine. Mine, My family history is not responsible for that. Mm -hmm. Right? But this is another mechanism to where you know, let's say you want to get paid more, so we bring in a foreigner to take that job so we can continue to pay them. Instead of being mad at this person who did not want to give you a wage increase, which is the rich person mm-hmm. that owns it, you're mad at the poor person who's willing to, to work in that position. Right. Right. And it's the same thing that continues to happen. So it's a deflection tactic to say, wait a minute now. Hey, I'm not a rich wife. I'm not a rich per man. It's not rich against the poor. It's white against the black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need you to start thinking that. No, nah, because there will be a time where then black and white people would be saying that, you know what? Let's rebel against those who control society. Right. But it's saying, no, I need to make the Italians, the Spaniards. I need to make, you know, the Greeks, the Romans. Everybody just come under white. Hey, now the foundation of America was built off the principles that the black man and the black race is inferior. Mm-hmm. Right. So now this is built into the identity of society that these people are now on the same team and you're on a different team but how when they're all in different classes
2: mm-hmm. how
3: can you be on the same team as somebody who controls the world i don't get it right and you're mad at the effects that is happening at the bottom level and they saying hey hey, hey, hey hey don't look at the rich people that's that black man right there right,
4: yeah, you better than
3: him all of a sudden this person who would have probably been participating in a ditch of servitude as well, right along next to you, because he's poor and he got to work for that and pay off his debt to society, right? Now, wait a minute, you a you, 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 you white man now, hey man, you better than him. <laughs> I need you to keep them in check though. I need you to be a police officer. We talked about the Clone Wars, those stormtroopers, that's the police. That's the police. You don't even yeah, realize- Gangs of New York. Yeah. Gangs, gangs of New York. You the same clone over and over, over and, and over. Again. Look the same- Have the same ideas. There's nothing new and refreshing about your perspective whatsoever. Your hate is the same stereotype that has always been. There's nothing fresh. We're in 2023. You got to find another reason to hate me. You know what I'm saying? Hate me because I be moving and I'm flying, I'm handsome, and and we some guys and we getting to the money. Because I'm black, you still hating yeah, off I'm that? Because of that? <laughs> well, y'all came from us. How you still hating off a man being black when there would be
1: no you if there was no us? I mean, that's just it's the blame game. You know what I mean? It's it's to offset the responsibility that that you have to yourself. It's it's real easy to point fingers. You know what I mean? And put it on somebody else right. rather than you. Taking responsibility a for what needs to be. <laughs> yeah, you've dropped a lot of keys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but pe- people have to be able to just take responsibility yeah. for their actions. You know what I mean? And and what they're not accomplishing and what they're not getting done, but that's, that's... as opposed to
3: pointing to everybody else. You know? Yeah. I just wanted to let you finish your thought. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's where we're at today. It's like, I look back to move forward, Sankofa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm not about to get stuck in the past because I know Yo-yo. Be Yo-yo. Yo-yo. that's in progress. Yo yo. Yo yo. That's another see, reason why she was called that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But see, they want me to be a clone of a past thinker in a sense where I'm not thinking forward. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not thinking in the present. But I won't do that. Mm. Right? I won't do that. I know for a fact that if my ancestors was in this time with they thinking, they would move different. Right. Right. Not that they will not have the same principles and passions, but they have different problems. So they have to have different solutions, which means it requires them to have different tactics and strategies. That's knowing when you are. Mm. Right. So bringing it back up and bringing yourself into time, because in that movie, we didn't know when it was. Mm. Right, you couldn't tell if that was the '80s, the '90s, '60s, '70s. Besides the right. fact when they mentioned cryptocurrency and SpongeBob, SpongeBob and SpongeBob Hollow Man, blockchain, they, they had the
1: '70s to the '2000s. Um, yeah, because they know that we're in a time loop and that it takes time to implement all of these agendas in our neighborhood, exactly. it's not no overnight thing. It's something that they put into effect and it takes years mm-hmm. for the effects. It takes generations. Right. And even when you saw Font the old Fontaine at the end, he was like over five generations, this is gonna happen. So that's why they had that that huge gap of of a Modge Podge. And then you know, it was also playing off the multiverse uh, uh, energy that you know all the movies been yeah. on, you know so they they kind of had this multiverse crossover energy which all yielded to once they woke up and freed everybody then Tyrone finally got knowledge itself right
3: and to the fact that when they talked about those periods it's the period of the beginning of the gang banging and the drug dealer that's right that's so right. the crack epidemic Right, the Heron on in the 70s,
1: right. You know what I mean? Starting to break up the family the and everything like that, yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000.
3: That was the true demoralization of culture, that's right. Right, that was when you started to, you, she, you ain't a queen, you know what I'm saying? You a mm-hmm. hoe, you mm-hmm. ain't nothing, right? You know what I'm saying? You was just another, nigga. you was a drunkard, you was a drug dealer, or you a an addict, right? Right, that was the demoralization of society. That's when you know their program begins and starts to work and you don't have this deputized society of black people wearing these suits and, and business industry and mm. things of that nature no we need to make more of these drug dealers we need to make more of these pimps right, right. and that was spread through like we talked about in an episode with director x about like superfly right mm-hmm. they seen the brother that was dressed and he was cool man, man. Yeah. he over there you know he he he, he he's the alpha you know what I'm saying? But he's also the pimp. He's wearing all these fly clothes and these bell bottoms and it ushered in a new culture. Right? right? Gang banging. We, were, we watched Colors. We watched the movies. It demonstrated and it showed us how to gang bang too. That's right. So even though the gang banging started in LA, but it was spread throughout the region, we became clones of that same thing and in the end of the movie it shows that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no This the drug dealer. This the gangster. Y'all the same. Y'all come from the same operation. Right. And this is where this is why it's so central to understand this is why you didn't see in the programming and in the movies, they're so limited of ever like Wu Tang Clan, such a great show. Oh man. Right? Because it's, I get to see myself in some of the characters. You get oh, to yeah. see the gods. You know what I'm saying? They talk some street sure. knowledge. That's beautiful. Right. But That is the zero point zero 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 one percent, right, of media um, programming. So that's allowed to happen because it's not enough consistency. Not saturating anything, right? To saturate your mind to think in that manner and to Mm -hmm. see yourself in that character. People who already that character can see, but it's not programming new characters to be. That's why it's important to be able to recognize
1: story more because. Even though we might not be seeing ourselves as much as we need to, we should be able to recognize our characters, our history, and our story that get whitewashed or get animated Mm. or put into other versions, so we can identify that. And that's why you know I spend my time breaking films down so people can get an understanding. Or they talking about you here, right? You know what I mean? Iron Man is you. You know what I mean? That that's the old goon energy. You know that is a Nazi. The Spider Mm. that's who Spider Man Mm. is. Okay the incredible Hulk, that's osiris that is the green man you know what i mean i mean he's just like a phallus every time he gets angry what happens he gets mm. a wreck and he just starts smashing the <laughs> only thing that calms him down is that woman Is the is who and what's her name black widow like we mm. we we could do, that's how i said right she's the black widow yeah. you know what i mean so it, it, we could do this all day um all, all of our history is in all of these films. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be able to stick to the Melanin screen. So they have to keep it there every single time. Now, interesting thing about culture is we still do have cultures that have that have survived and still keep, still got it rocking like um, the Garifuna. You know, people of of Central Central America. You know, very proud, very powerful people. Um mr G he is a Garifuda, you know he he was the the man that was able to document Dr. Sebi during you know that last tour that he took so all of this powerful information and footage that we got of him that we really didn't have you know he's responsible for getting that you know, and he got the the alkaline oasis up in uh New York right now, which is like a a, a in a in a food desert in a space where you know culture is low and lacking. He's like a beacon in, in Brooklyn right now, you know, um, educating people on culture, providing the herbs, providing the natural foods, the information and the environment, you know. Mm. So we still have culture here. We just have to reconnect with it. You
3: so know? Let me ask you, what more do we need of, right? I know for like, we need more John Browns, right, for their culture, Right. <laughs> They ain't they ain't clone John. No John they ain't clone Brown. no John Brown. And, and that's that takes
1: you back to Django. That takes you yeah. back to Jamie right here. <laughs>
3: talk about John Brown. Yeah. See they ain't clone no. Now nah, we had enough of y'all. When they hit you with it, we had enough of y'all. They nah, ain't about to do that. You know said? We 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 have people who emulate the aesthetic of Malcolm X, but don't stand for the principles of
2: them. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So these same people, I love Malcolm X, man. They they, they got they just finished some pork. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't believe from faith-wise, don't believe from discipline-wise, nothing at Mm -hmm. all. So it's like, we're not cloning the right ones, right? Right. It's like, if you take that same mechanism and you reverse it, this is the beauty of it, right? Mm -hmm. There's an opposite to everything. They created, it's a brilliant science of social engineering and social programming, but it can be used to the opposite effect in them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about The over documentation of what they're doing, but how do we use those tools to undo our ruin? How do we use that to do and to build? Right?
1: If it don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you know, between us and the black women, we one of the greatest cloning technologies that exists on the planet. Yeah. You know, we we have to come together, and we need to create that strand. We need to create that genetic stock. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it it starts with. Us being of complimentary mind, you know what I mean? We have to be able to be in proper environment, you know, and we need to be healthy, you know. So, you know, my narrative is all is always gonna be on health and becoming the most optimum version that you can, but you're not gonna be able to do that if you cannot um if you can't identify the foods of the gods, you know. So I like to, you know, I talked about mushrooms earlier, and mushrooms was something that was given to the youth and them being developed so that their mind could develop a certain way. It's something that we took so we understood the things that were coming and the ne- the necessary decisions that we need to make. And and you know I know people that they'll they'll take shrooms and stuff like that and they'll do that when they're eating and then they'll be like oh I was just using the bathroom and throwing up and nothing happened and I'm like yeah because. It is a detox. It's going to purge. You have to be a clean vessel. But it used all its energy and its power on getting the junk out of you. So Sabie has something called duck flower. And Mr. G got this up at at the Outland Oasis. And I I got it, too, um, on the site as well. This duck flower, yeah, it is no joke. I think
3: I want to try it. Can you explain the duck flower? to I'm the about people, to break
1: though? it down to you right now. Of course, I'm, I'm gonna give you some duck flower. I oh got man, you. I might have to document this. So, so the duck, the duck flower, <laughs> is
3: six month detox in six hours. Ooh. I'm gonna say that one more well, time. See, my body already know what it was. It got scared when it hurt, it. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? Bro, chill,
1: because <laughs> it's like you got to duck that flower. You yeah. know what, <laughs> what I'm saying?
3: Six month
1: <laughs> detox yeah. in six hours. Mm. You're purging from every orifice and hole in your body. you sweating. you drooling, coming out your nose, eyes, throwing up, urinating, defecating, mm. everything. Four hours. Every color of the rainbow. Ooh. But when you get done, oh, it's a rainbow. It's meadows and butterflies mm. and everything. You feel amazing. Wow.
3: You thought you felt strong before but after that duck flour and you take so so i see some people eat it is it broken yeah, yeah and you eat so it, it so it's it's it, a it's just, a la- it's, it's a large flour
1: it's bitter yeah it's bitter so you would you would i i give it to you it's going to be dry so you're going to soak it in a bowl of water right overnight and what's going to happen is going to is going to rehydrate the flour and a lot of the aqueous components of that flour is going to get in that water too So, you're going to drink that water and chew that flour up, and about 45 minutes later- 45? Yeah, yeah. It's going to kick in. Like Donald Trump. Kicked in fast. Yep. 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 And then you're going to go through
3: it for a good four hours, four or five hours.
1: Yep, yep. Everybody gonna be like, "Are my you cap, all right, man, my
3: brother?" Look at him. what was the Donald Trump rap. When Donald Trump got into office, he started signing stuff fast. <laughs> I promise you, as soon as he got in there, executive order one, two, <laughs> three, he started went in there and slashing.
1: Listen, so that when, when that and it, it's so much stuff in our body that's that that we're not able to get out. It's like it didn't it didn't made a home there. Yeah. It didn't built homes and skyscrapers and. It ain't moving. So it's the eating part for me, you know. Six hours is a lot of hours, first of all. Not, of not. Hours. It's it's six hours when you're thinking about six hours, but six hours ain't six hours when you're going through something. You're just going through it. <laughs> you're just gonna be in the process of purge.
3: I'm like six hours a purge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> 19 keys and this is high-level conversation.
4: You make it this that courage ain't no
3: joke. I, first of all, eating them bitters, eating them bitters is not easy as well, mm-hmm. right? And then the drinking of the water—that's probably gonna be the worst part for me. You know what I mean? Because I already know. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna regurgitate. I'm gonna want to Um, uh, because I, I, I try. You know, Dr. Gauson, my mom sells his herbs. Mm-hmm. My mom was the first person to give me on like holistic things, right? Shout out out to to Mama. Mama. She's able to eat plants at the house. Shout out to my Mama. Shout out to Mama Pill too. Yes. Yes. So you know she used to have them Dr. Gossen herbs. You know she had the worms be gone. She would have the uh, CKLS colon, kidney, lung, stomach.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: So we would take that CKLS. You know, and it'll have you eliminating everything. Right. But I like, and you can really take one every single day just to make sure that your digestive system is still working. But it gets all the worms out. But anyway, there's this olive oil you take. So before Mm -hmm. that, it's this unfiltered olive oil. It's about this big. Take it to the head. To the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember ordering it from her and taking it for the first time. First of all, olive oil—it's an oil, so it naturally doesn't want to stay down. No. Even thinking about it now makes me want to throw up, but, <laughs> but you have to take lime, right? So it decreases and allows you to be able to digest, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I had to like consistently take the oil, take some lime, take some oil, and it brings up so much oil in your body. That You can't sit down, you have to stand up, otherwise, it's going to come back up. Right? And what it does though, it lubricates your insides, mm-hmm. so all of that stuff that's sticking right now is getting pulled down and pulled down and pulled down. And because it's so much oil, that's all gonna push out at once. That's right, you know what I'm saying? So, by the time you've done, and, and before you're supposed to eat clean and things of that nature and prepare gluten free and Definitely. dairy free and all of that, but afterwards, man, I felt like God. Uh, so I'm saying I have, and this is the thing: it's like you may think you feel good now, right? But once you do these type of detoxes, it takes you to another level where you didn't even know you was walking around that heavy the whole time. That heavy,
1: you you activated your gallbladder and your liver to produce bile because that's the only way you emulsify fats, and all of those bile acids is what ended up go making you go through that process. We hear the story of Prometheus all the time getting chained by that rock, that eagle would constantly come down and eat mm. his liver and it would heal back and then come down and eat it again. You know what I'm saying? So the liver is profound in our body. It takes like almost two thirds of our torso up, right? And it is the first line of defense. There's nothing that comes in our body that we eat and consume that does not go through the liver. Mm. The liver is where all the detox. And matter of fact the liver takes poison and turns it into medicine. Mm. So whenever, even when you have things in your body that have no business being there, it knows how to repackage it into something it will benefit you and make it aqueous so you can flush it out before it
3: turns harmful again. Mm. Our body is such a beautiful machine. You know what I'm saying? We have all of the internal components to deal with whatever we put inside ourselves. That's right. And we have the ability to bring it back to its proper state of adjustment you just got to know how to refine tune yourself cuz mm-hmm. we are all supposed to resonate at a certain harmony in order to be you know healthy right? It, right but we've lost so much of the ancient arts right we don't go through the mystery schools to figure out reality anymore right the schools that we go to make everything a mystery instead mm-hmm. right but when you go through that mystery school that's what this is it's, it's giving you the knowledge to be able to see reality right from not just from your five senses Right, but beyond your five senses. Mm-hmm. And this is why most people are stuck, right? Because they can only experience it from those dimensions either hearing or listening or touching or right, smelling, right? But, or, or seeing. But when you are able to be it from an intuitive stance, right? When you are able to operate to understand the unseen, mm. right? Because knowledge is, is sound that activates light. Right. So literally the transmutation process is me speaking to you mm-hmm. and then in your mind, it produces light, light. it produces sure. energy. Sure. Right. So just giving a person knowledge is already an alchemical process. It's sure. a transmutation process, which is why it creates transformation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Because you're going through a process within self. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you hear the right information, it unlocks you mm-hmm. on a different tone. So now you've been operating on this frequency the whole time, but how do you go above that? Because society has a certain frequency. Hey, stay at this frequency. Mm -hmm. You don't need too many KTs and 19s walking around. Right? And it's actually true. You don't, right? You only need so many. Because you look how many times you have to reproduce the drug dealer, right? Look how many times you have to reproduce the pimp, reproduce the real nigga, the thug, right? You put one God up in their mix. Yeah, concentrate. Everything.
1: Yeah, you just need one drop per, per thousand gallons. Oh,
2: man, it's been <laughs> thousands of
3: boxers. You give them a mouth with Muhammad Alito. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Right? It's different. You know what I'm saying? You can create every real nigga rapper in the world that you want to, but why ain't too many Tupacs? You only needed one. You only needed one Nipsey Hussle. The question is are you going to be that one?
1: And as they talked about in the movie, which was the underlying theme, they told us what we need to do because his name was Fontaine, mm. meant water. Even when he um took his boy his his his, ho- his home his name was Big Moss. Mm. Big Moss. Huh? So that they, they threw the sea moss in there, right? <laughs> so then when they went back to the house because he 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 um he just found out they switched around and the basement wasn't there no more, his Big Moss was like, yeah, man, you know, don't worry about it. He was like, it's something in the water. He was like, man, this scientist said we about 85 to 90 yeah. percent water and something, something osmosis. Like yeah. he dropped the whole thing right there. Yeah. Moss said that. So it's about understanding how CMOS is able to utilize water so efficiently. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be able to utilize water efficiently because water is our battery. We are through light are able to split water, the hydrogens from the oxygens and create positive and negative charge separating that electrochemical gradient creates energy. It creates the liberation of plasma. And that's what keeps driving our body is the splitting of water. Mm -hmm. So when you split the Fontaine, when mm. you do that then you're able to liberate something called coherence domains which are these small little bubbles inside water that have millions of high energy electrons in there that will feed your brain and feed your heart and feed your soul and feed your spirit so that you have that idea and that concept of what needs to be done right but they gave us the blueprint and it's getting clean in that water Drinking that water and processing that water properly, so we could
3: split it and liberate the battery that's within. Mm. I want to end this off on, you know, just just this is this is a a very powerful episode, and uh, just like the the movie, you know, I want to throw even more thoughts into that, and so I wanted to bring up these different operations that have been done as far as. Social programming, the way they influence politics, the way they influence the world, education, you know, what I mean, reality that most people don't know. And we're talking about documented things, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I'm going to go down a list of different ones, and you all can look it up if you want to. Mm-hmm. So you had Operation Chaos, it was a CIA program in the 1970s. Um, that aimed to monitor, infiltrate, and disrupt social and political groups perceived as threats to the U.S. government. You had Operation Gladio, right? It was an alleged NATO operation during the Cold War where secret armies were used in European countries as potential resistance against communist invasion. You had Operation Northwoods. It was... Operation Northwoods, a proposed operation by the US Department of Defense in 1962 to provoke a war with Cuba, invoking false flag terrorist attacks. The plan was never executed. You had the Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiment, an unethical clinical study conducted by the US Public Health Service between 1932 and 1972, where African American men were given syphilis, right, and then uh, treated to study the disease's progression. Right, you had Stasi Zerstung, which is the taxes used by the East German secret police, right during a time where they turned everybody into snitches to spy on each other. Mm-hmm. Right, you had the Operation Cointel, right, the famous one that was created by the FBI, of course, to infiltrate Black groups, mm-hmm. right, whether these groups were, you know, uh, opposed a physical threat to America or not, or whether they were just political conscious groups, right, forming for self-sustainability. Right, you had the Stanford Prison Experiment, a psychological experiment conducted by Philip Vibardo in 1972, where college students were placed in a mock prison to study the psychological effects of perceived power. Mm -hmm. Right, you had the Guantanamo Syphilis Experiment, you had Project Stargate, which was a project by the US government to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in military and domestic application, right? Mainly to figure out how to predict events, right, how to stop them, how to conjure them up into increased psychic phenomena in the human being, right? You had, you know, uh, MK Ultra, which, of course, was a program, right, infamous that we know about, you know, in the 60s. Where it was actually published in a newspaper, so the public at the time knew about it as well. And this program was another one that studied different dimensions, time travel, right, and psychic phenomenon, and a multitude of other different mind controlling and mind bending things. Mm-hmm. And uh, all around the world, all governments, through all decades, through every decade, every day, through all agencies, are always having some sort of operation that's going on. Mm. Sometimes people find out about them. Sometimes sometimes somebody feels like there's a whiff of something that's not right here and they speak out about it. These things become conspiracies, but we know them as documented realities and facts, right? And so when, especially when countries and nation states are at war with each other, they have to have operations, right? Mm -hmm. There's misinformation, there's disinformation, there's malinformation, right? There's all of these different things. There's what's in the air, what's in the water, what's in the food, or how people go at each other. We just recently seen that Facebook had told, or FBI had told Facebook, that they couldn't, you know, they had to take down certain posts that was related to the Jabbawockeez and what was going mm. on. So it's like, yes, these things may seem far-fetched to you, and you can decide what you think reality oh. is and what it is. But your ability to, to dismiss these things mm-hmm. makes no sense. And anybody that has this instantaneous dismissal of things, is just a clone. Right. Right? You know, we've seen all sort of organizations and programs, right, that have come up throughout time. Right. These organizations are riddled. And, you know, you know, Tom Cruise, whose movies are like the best. You know, grossing movies right now, right? He, he understands the human mind of Hollywood. He's a Scientologist. Scientology mm-hmm. has been ridiculed for all sorts of different conspiracies. Isaac Hayes was like one of the first black, you know, Scientologists that was pushing it, right? And these things are well known. They're in the hoods, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. all throughout America, mm-hmm. right? There are Masonic lodges, there are temples, there are skull and bone, right? Clubs where presidents are a part of. You know, like I said, you get to decide, but you don't get to ignore. Mm. No longer, right? You can ignore all you want to. That just means that you don't want to know. And that means that you don't want any power, right? That movie was a movie triggering the consciousness of the people, right? Now, the thing about it is everybody's going to take it differently. Of course. White people not connected to it. Asian people not connected to it. Brown people not connected to it. Not in a way where we feel triggered. It wasn't entertaining to me Mm -hmm. at all. It was barely any parts where you laughed. It was was a documentary. It felt like a documentary, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, um, we are at this point in time where, you know, you're almost being mocked, right? And it's thrown in front of your face, Mm -hmm. right? And it's saying, what are you going to do about it? Right, and you become just like Fontaine, you become just like Jamie and them, where you say, You know what, I ain't doing goddamn thing, nothing I can do about it, right? Or you can protect black women, that's right, you know what I'm saying. And, and to me, one of the coldest theses of that movie was that's what the whole hood rallied around, right? Let's go protect the this black, black woman, woman
1: and return to Memphis,
3: and return to Memphis, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And so we're at this point in time where I see where hip hop is going. It's a huge degradation, right? Cool. And if we want to save hip hop, we have to save our women in hip hop because they're going through the same experiment that men went through. Yeah, because they they're they're close. on top right
1: now. They're the main right. ones right now, um, with, uh, getting all the attention. They pretty much run in hip hop at right. this point. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they're they're carrying that same narrative. Rodney, you know, Uncle Rodney. How did I forget?
3: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all kept saying Rob, Rod. It was throwing my brain off. <laughs> now nah, we got Uncle Rodney Rod, and Uncle Tyrone, okay, man. Hey, Uncle Rodney, my bad. Came on back. Uncle Rodney gonna be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's real. But that should show you how how real the cloning process is. And like I said, women are going through that now. Mm-hmm. Men already went through it, mm-hmm. right? There was there was the first experiments. They was experimenting on themselves. Remember, mm-hmm. right? the newest ones were getting these women to be the same versions of the same thing the mm-hmm. prostitutes right the adult entertainer right the whole right but how come there was never another clone of of um Warren Hill but we had so many little Kims? mhm mm-hmm. so many little Kims. Like you
1: said something somethings in but the only water
3: one Lauryn Hill somethings in the mm-hmm. water one Lauryn Hill but so many little Kims. mhm Right? So that lets you know you can continue to be a part of this experiment, or you can wake up like the rest of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And even though that may be a small percentage now, but you are the womb that produces the future. So you deliberately decide what the future is. Nobody else can decide the future but women, in the sense that if your mind is awakened, then the next generation is awakened. Mm-hmm. Right, And no amount of what they do can stop that, besides you not giving birth at all. Right. And so you have to make sure your mind is sterile and your, I mean, your mind is fertile, right? And, and your mind is not sterile and your body is fertile and your body is not sterile. And so that means be careful of what you put in it. Be careful of your environment. But it's to this point where they don't have to put it in the food, right? It's now in your mind. Hmm. Women don't even want to have babies today. So why would I need to sterilize you when you don't want to have babies? Your hmm. ideas have sterilized you. Right. You don't want to bring families into this world. So now that's the slow. So now that that increase of, you know, society is decreasing, and they got everybody fearful that there's an overpopulation, right? Definitely that's not crazy.
1: If, if you if you fly across the country, if you fly anywhere in this world, look out that window. You know, ain't no such thing. They ain't number land.
3: Is one of the number <laughs> one owners of land in America. How can it be overpopulation when one man owns millions of acres?
1: They said if they would have put everybody in the world together, they could fit in Texas. Mm. Texas is pretty big. Everybody in the world.
3: That's wild. I don't know if, if that's true, but that's crazy. They said
1: if they if they put everybody in the world, the whole population could fill in the state of Texas. Texas. Alone. is too high for that. But I'm just saying, look at all <laughs> that world left over. Yeah, that's a whole lot of world. Come on. You know, you
4: know what, what I mean?
3: That's that's crazy. That's crazy. So these these are this the the, the point though, these are just These are ideas, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And once they start working on you, you become the cloning factory. Yes. Right? There's not some person in the basement anymore, right? There's not somebody that got to sprinkle the food. You cooking that at home yourself. That's right. You're picking those ingredients because now you want that taste,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: right? You're you're saying, I'm going to be a Street, nigga. I'm going to be the realest nigga, I ain't never leaving the hood, I'm always going to stay this way, I'm never going to think outside this, I'm never going to travel, I'm never going to enterprise industrialize, I'm never going to create my own institutions, I ain't never going to be the master of reality, I'm going to always just be a street nigga.
1: If, and, and that's why that gets cloned. Now, when, when another energy gets cloned, then it'll happen just like magnets. If you take a magnet and you split it in half, you don't get a north and a south separate you get two magnets. Mm-hmm. If you split them, you get more magnets. You could split it a thousand times, you're gonna have a thousand magnets. Right. There's an animal called a planarian. Mm. Planarians are very interesting because they, they offer regenerative properties unlike a lot of other animals on this planet. And you can cut a planarian into 200 pieces and you'll make 200 planarians and what was was discovered based on studying these animals is that yes, it's not so much about the DNA controlling this as it is the bioelectric algorithm that does. So when one person becomes that example, then yes, it clones and you create a community that develops an algorithm that will now govern what that organism is going to look like and the direction that it goes.
3: Mm. And it creates. That, that, that remind me, I forget the book, but he talks about creating bonds, right? And the stronger you are magnetically, the connections of people that you have are caused to create bonds, and these bonds create and increases your magnetism, mm-hmm. right? So when I have people that are like me and my team, and we don't allow nobody that's not like us because it will decrease that magnetic energy that you have because when these bonds are now connected to each other, it becomes more dense, mm-hmm. right? Which increases our ability for repulsion, increases our ability for attraction. Right. Right. And this is why it's important to have a strong team because you have one KT, right? But then when there are people that you are bonded by, it increases your magnetic ability to produce reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is why, you know, those who are authors of the world, they don't look for everybody. They only look for certain people to tap in with. Mm -hmm. Through every generation, there are special people that are born. Right. They are different than the rest. These are the people that are studied. These are the people that are remembered. These are the people whose footsteps echoed throughout time. Mm-hmm. Right. The speakers, the doers, the innovators, the creative thinkers, the originators, those who start to look at the world and say, ah, I think things can be different. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful in here. But I think we can come up with a new way to do this. Mm-hmm. I think we can redesign reality. And what we're trying to do, we can only design based on our DNA. right Right? so if you have good in your in your dna in your ancestral line and you have skill set what you're going to produce is going to be based on what's inside you right Right? so we live in this world of squares and we're trying to get to a point where we can make a sphere we're trying to get to this point where we can make things flow
2: Mm -hmm.
3: right so you may be doing what you're doing now you may have partaken in whatever you've done you may have be a part of the shameless generation, the age of pleasure, but I'm going to be here to tell you right now, and this is the most dangerous thing that's going on, is this new artificial world that's being built out is not being built for you, right? You used to be the cattle, right? What happens when you no longer need the cattle, hmm. right? You slaughter, slaughter them, you get rid of them, slaughter. right? You don't take care of them no more. They're no longer needed in society, right? Now, you can decide the way society goes or somebody else's ideas can become the guide of where society flows, Now, I believe that the people have the ability at any moment in time to decide that this is reality. Reality will be beautiful. It will be bright. Right. Because we are the controllers of that. Right. We can't just receive information and output what's given. We have to give out information and decide the output. Right. And so that's where I want everybody that's looking, everybody that's listening, ask yourself, what is my operation for the future? What is my vision for the future? Right. How do you want your son to move? What do you what do you want them to duplicate? Right. Do you want them to be duplications of these stereotypes that we know are not good for progression? Or do you want to be duplication of the remorphication, the, the, the to, to 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 spiritualize, to to re-inspire, to reinvigorate? So when they walk outside, they are what you want to see. They are the greatest example of what you always want to see in a man and inside a woman. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's what I want you to do when you talk to each other, I'm talking to you like I want to only see the greatest version of you in existence. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't talk to people in a manner to where you hate them or you, I'm not talking to a clone no more. I'm no longer talking to a nigga, I'm talking to a God. I see who you for you are, not for what it made you to be, but what you can be. Because with that awareness, right? Even the killer in the movie was able to take pride in healing his community. And that's what we're going to start doing right now. We're going to take that energy that you once had against each other, and you're going to take that same energy you're going to put into working with each other, right? And the good ones become your sisters and your brothers. I'm 19 Keys. This has been a high-level conversation with none other than the architect and one of the greatest coders in history, KT, the arts degree. Peace. Peace, fella. I'm 19 Keys. High-level conversation. Key. with the gods.
1: I I was honored to be invited um, to the highest level tour. Um, I feel that I was received very well. Um, My conversation at the high level tour was specifically, you are the black sun. You know, we don't understand that we actually have power greater than the sun with inside of us. And we're able to know this because the bonds that exist in the proteins and the enzymes and a lot of the things that we build in our body, they have an absorption spectra, which means that they're able to absorb a certain frequency and these frequencies that they absorb are soft X-rays. These are frequencies higher than ultraviolet, but the sun doesn't produce that power. It doesn't make it down here on Earth. That's what gets blocked through the ozone layer. So if we have things in our body that utilize this frequency, then that means we are actually producing that power within inside of us. So that that was one of the main things that I spoke of um, at on stage that day. Um, got, got a little bit into the mitochondria and into a molecule called POM C, Proopiomelanocortin, a very long molecule that gets produced when we're out in the sun. Splits it up into all these peptides, and it's what builds our melanin, it's what creates endorphins in our body. So, we enjoy drugs and popping pills and all these things because our body actually endogenously makes these things, and we are trying to get that same feeling, but we're getting it outside of ourselves instead of producing it inside of ourselves um today i think we had a wonderful conversation um we we kind of put it all around the film and just to show how many layers and dimensions this film had we were able to go in all of these dimensions in regards to the conversation as well so um i really appreciate the opportunity to sit here and be able to build with 19 on all of these points and i hope the family was able to walk away with something valuable